Welcome back to Four Hosts. It's me, Void Cat. I hope you missed me hosting as uh, one of the hosts, as usual. We all missed you. Uh, thank you. Oh, um, I'm Keith Justice, I guess. Is, is that how we're doing this? I... Yeah. Yep. You're okay, right. yeah, I'm Keith Justice. You can find me on Twitter at Keith Hayward or on uh, um, the Instagram at Keith Justice. Hey, I'm oh, Jonathan. Oh, sorry. Sorry. <laughs> Oh, right, no. Instagram. So you can find me at Voidcat Gaming everywhere. There you go. Jonathan? I'm, I'm Jonathan. Uh, you can find me online at Just Average J, basically everywhere online. Even the Tumblers, people. That's right, uh, even the Tumblers. <laughs> and I am Michael, uh, the Blue Beetle, and you can find me on, uh, well, four hosts on Twitter and also truckies.live. Yeah. How's the, how's the Trekkie Discord coming? Yeah, well, I mean, that's... The Trekkie Discord is like uh, dead as per usual, but <laughs> the the oh, Trekkie Live doing watching alongs. Uh, we did one for the first episode of um, what was it, Jay? The uh, first season or for the new episode of Picard? The yeah, new season of Picard. yeah, mm-hmm. yeah. That, oh, because and... <clears throat> I got a I was invited to like the pre-release, so oh, I got yeah. to yeah. So nice. I I went ahead and streamed it on the you know on the Discord. And I mean, you know, I don't know if like I was allowed to or not, but it, it's a closed group. So, take away our birthday. <laughs> yeah, I know, right? But it was, it was, it was cool. It was nice to be able to like offer that. And we, what do we have? Like one person. <laughs> yeah, how'd but you get it, it was fun. <clears throat> yeah. Sweet. Hello. Uh, oh, yeah. Sorry. Hi. Hello. I was asking, how did you get invited? You know what's funny is I don't remember. <laughs> I think I think there was like a website or like a tweet or something. I, I don't remember, but I just like filled out the thing and then I I remember I filled something out, but I don't remember specifically what it was. Whatever and, uh, it is, you won. Yeah, I yeah, I got I got invited. It was cool. And then Wait. um I tried to figure out what it was so I could do it for Strange New Worlds, but I couldn't figure it out. Aw, <laughs> oh, that's too bad. You had one job. Well, know, everyone, uh, I, as you may be able to tell, um, I came back so that we could talk about Strange New Worlds because I heard that it was the most, like, original kind of or Golden Age Trek that we have been getting. You know, it's episodic. Um, it spends more time with the characters. And uh, here we are. Uh-huh. So, <laughs> it's the Trek that we've been asking for. Let's or talk about is generally, it? is it the Trek that we've been asking for? Um Jonathan, I have a feeling you're going to say yes. So please go first. Absolutely. Is this the track you've been asking for? Which what's your favorite Absolutely. bit? Like, what Absolutely. do you really like about it? So first off, I'm a huge Pike fan. Like mm-hmm. uh, Anson Mount is amazing. So I mean, the, when they when they announced it, I was excited automatically. Um, the character development is amazing. The 
episodic. You know, the episodes it, it is reminiscent of old tra- old Trek, and um, it, it just has kind of like that feel good original Trek TNG vibe, um, but with way better graphics, way better you know sets and like oh, more money, sure. yeah, and, and better you know um, visual effects. I mean, it's it's amazing. So I honestly am really excited about it. Um, we're not seeing one story across ten episodes. We're seeing individual stories, which you know I I said. You know, I, I missed that episodic, like... Same. Yeah, like, I really did miss that. So when it first started up, and now that we're three episodes in, I, I'm I'm thrilled. I love it. Wait, we're four episodes in, actually? Are we yeah. four? Okay. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I may have lost track. Okay, <laughs> well, I guess... All? Or did you I'm, see them I think, I think I've seen them all. Last oh, one you came know out what? Thursday? You know what? Uh, okay, Black maybe Hole? I haven't saw the most recent... Oh, yeah, I saw Black Hole. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, hey, Black- guys, oh. guys, give me one yeah. sec real quick. Yeah. Okay. It's called Memento Mori, by the way. Yes. Yes, yeah. I, I have seen him. Sorry. Brain fart. <laughs> I'm just making sure. Okay. I was just making sure it was recording, so. Okay. Great. Yeah, that would be useful. Please, please, yes. hey, please continue, yes. <laughs> well, continue, Michael. It's your turn. What do you think? Uh, this act- you've been waiting for. Yes, I actually... I kind of want to marry it. I love it so much. (laughs) (laughs) I love that. Um, It's like, I I mean, I love the characters. The, the sets are gorgeous. Um, Let's see. The stories are good. I love that it's episodic uh, because I I like the, you know, the, the big story, but you know, I like just being able to sit down for 40 minutes, 45 minutes, you know, Oh my gosh, there's a problem. And then they solve it in those 40 minutes and you feel good about yourself (laughs) and Mm -hmm. you can go about your day. Um, yeah, so yeah. I loved it overall. It was I think it was great. Nice. Keith, what are your thoughts? This is Star Trek oh. you're waiting for. Um so uh the way I approached it reminds me of uh, a a joke I heard in the nineties from a black comedian where they say like, you know, white people go to a comedian and like, you know, they're they're pleasant and they're open, I'm like, hey, you know, let's see this guy be funny. And then black people sit down and go, watch this guy not be funny. So <laughs> um I'm sitting down with Strange New Worlds going, watch them not be awesome. And they're kind of doing it. Uh, yeah, I put my hater pants on. I was like, okay, you know, I'm not going to give you guys like too much credit because you're finally doing what we've been asking for, but they're doing it and it's getting better each episode. There's like little pieces that bother me, but it, it's also like what I'm seeing is what I like seeing is the show's trying to figure itself out. Mm-hmm. So some yeah. of the characters aren't clicking yet, mm-hmm. but it's because we're at the start. And mm. yeah, and then like, yeah, we get um individual episodes and not every episode has been a grand slam, but like it is back to like what I want, which is like mm-hmm. uh someone mentioned like if you have like a, a season long story and that story sucks, you're kind of effed. But yeah. here, if the story sucks, it was that episode. Then you get the chance next episode and each episode is uh, satisfying by the end, and so great start, great great mm-hmm. start. The the ship Agreed. designs, um, yeah, are great. Uh, yeah, I was going to ask you how you felt about those. Yeah, Go yeah, on. yeah. Oh, mm-hmm. uh, that bridge. Ugh. Yeah, it's gorgeous. Right? <laughs> it oh really is. God, that is. I know. Nice. The Enterprise in general is a pretty a pretty sexy ship. Yeah, yeah. It is. yeah always has been. Every you got, version. You got a great balance of like modern and old, like uh, giving me like my buttons that I like. Yeah, seeing, like so. like the uh, jelly bean buttons, Spock yes. is pressing. Yeah, I love it. Oh, jelly bean buttons. 
Yeah, so every time oh, like on, the hairs like a shot with the the the, the bridge in the background, I yeah. like it. I like how Pike uh seems to love his ship. Uh mm-hmm. where like you know the, the Enterprise can take it. I'm like, oh okay, okay, all right, guys. Uh-huh, uh-huh, you guys, uh-huh. you're getting this right, you're getting this right. And then, I was uh, very weary there. I was like, I swear to God, if you guys destroy Enterprise, I'm gonna I know. <laughs> yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like at least wait until a finale. Like yeah, in the movie, where like the yeah. Enterprise just gets totally wrecked every episode. But this time, like it, it it did get wrecked, but it did show its power that like mm-hmm. it can handle stuff. So so far, so pretty good. But I'm not in love yet. What about you, VC? Um, yeah, I'm so happy it's doing the episodic stuff. Talking about the visuals, holy shit! Everybody mm-hmm. on the visual teams does a great job. The special effects. Beautiful ship design, beautiful uniforms and civilian clothes, beautiful. Mm-hmm. Like even tiny, tiny details. I noticed in one of the shots that number one had like um metallic gold nails. Oh, shit. yeah, I saw that. Yeah, and it was, was like awesome. a crisscross, like not just solid, like the attention to right. detail in these. I love. Um, You guys know I always nitpick the writing and... um. My main concern right now is that Star Trek is still informed by trauma rather than the joy of discovery. Like hmm. all of all of the backstories are traumatic. I I don't mm-hmm. like think about the like ENG, which I know most of you grew up primarily on. Mm-hmm. Like they they have a couple of sad things in their background, but it doesn't inform their entire personality and plot. I feel yeah. like this is still doing that. I'm looking forward to to them developing the characters more after a couple of seasons, they're not going to be able to do that anymore because we'll know all of the trauma. Yeah. But right now, all of the solutions have come not from the ingenuity of the crew, but like, oh yes, I was traumatized by this in the past, so I actually have a solution to this. Two different yeah. episodes are the solution is from somebody's trauma or somebody's secret trauma. In yeah. number one's case, well, but I mean, the your history shapes who you are in the present, and, and a lot of people have trauma. So yeah, I know, yeah. but. Yeah. That shouldn't be your whole personality. Like I yeah, already no, talked yeah. that IRL right now. Too many of us are just being traumatized mm-hmm. constantly. We need yeah. a break. And so yeah, Star yeah, Trek yeah. is getting closer. It's getting closer for me. Not and everyone. I still feel like it's too traumatic and not enough joy. But and we're not, getting there. Yeah, mm-hmm. like fully formed characters are not defined just by their trauma. There's yeah, a thing yeah. that happened, exactly. but there's way more to someone's life. And yeah, ways well, I, mean, I get speed. like. Like you're saying, it's only episode four, so hopefully they'll flesh them right, out. Right, right. Yeah. I just like one of the episodes, the like last episode on was actually entirely people telling traumatic secrets, and I was like, oh boy, okay. <laughs> it, um, it almost feels like a thing that people look forward to, like, oh, when when's my traumatic uh, background scene, screen scene? Like, yeah, right, but it's really comes. funny to me because, like, I, I've talked about this before, but text role players, like, and D and D players, etc. Like your first couple of characters are always like super trauma background, and then after you grow as a writer, you're like, okay, okay, I don't need to go that heavy immediately. This it's not necessary. Um, so <laughs> this will have the space to grow. Mm-hmm. And uh, moving on to the next topic here, less generally, um, let's talk about characters. Mm-hmm. Uh, first, I want to say I'm a little upset that they're basically trying to put every single person from like that's already named on there. Aside from the pilot, the helmsman, and the engineer, absolutely everybody else that's a main character is like a pre-existing character. Some of which, like, it's it's really weird to me that Chapel's on the ship. They're like because she joins after her husband disappears, so they're like she's here now and then she'll disappear and then she'll come back. But she's less useful when she's older for some reason. Mm-hmm. Right now she's like magic, 
Um, <laughs> yeah. And Dr. Mbenga is the second doctor after McCoy on uh, Enterprise with Kirk. Cool that they brought him bang on, but weird that he's CMO because, like, that means that he later on gets demoted so that Bones can have his job. Um, yeah. I can see it happening because he is, uh, you know, breaking the law pretty hard. Even though number one's got his back. So. <laughs> I mean, dude. Yeah. Okay. Oh, I mean, but hey. it, it, yeah, it, he's breaking the law pretty hard in something that Starfleet would totally be okay with doing if. You know, yeah, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. Starfleet. Anyway. Yeah, it's funny because they were like, "Oh, we're breaking the prime directive," but the prime directive does actually have specific things on it that you can do. Like, if they already know that space aliens exist, then you're not like fucking up their culture by being like, "Hey, we exist." But uh, forget that. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there's a Nunian Singh, which is a really weird decision, but also Nunian is his name, and Singh is his last name, so her last name. Yeah. Is not no I, that's a small I, thing. Yeah. That's that's one of my uh what do you call it? Pet what would you say one of my nitpicks? Nitpicks. Yeah. One of my nitpicks is is like that's too it's like throwing a character in with a name just to have name recognition. Exactly. Like, yeah. to, to to make the, the to make the um audience more excited. Oh my goodness, she's a Noonian Singh. Yeah. But, well, um, but like it could but have like, been Noonian Singh to be like Taylor in the future. Everybody, it's like a common name. Uh, <laughs> no, she specifies yeah. that people made fun yeah. of her for being related. Yeah, on. that's true. Which yeah. leads me to a point that one of my friends actually said to me. Um, well, to me in in my Discord, um, it was behind a spoiler tag. He was protecting us. But yeah. um, if you were descended from Noonian Singh, would you not change your last name? That's, yeah, yeah. Uh, like if your last name like was Hitler, you'd be like, well, Hitler, you know. exactly. There's not yeah. a lot of Hitlers around. No, um, but that's yeah. what I mean. Like that—that's my nitpick. Like that's too easy. It was too easy. Mm-hmm. It's like don't like they could have been any character name, anyone. Like it didn't have to be so such a name recognition for a character. Like yes, like I traumatic backstory, and and it's gonna like it gives it gives them something to write, but it's almost like too easy. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So re- remember when we watched Picard, I was like, I don't like that everybody's backstory is related to the main plot. Right now, yeah. it's doing sort of that a little bit. Mm-hmm. But mm. maybe they'll just do that for season one, and then we can move on to some more fun stuff. Mm-hmm. Only, only two people. Are, wait, everybody's backstory is connected to the main plot? Just one uh, No, no, no. I mean, like, in, in Picard, everybody's is connected to the main plot. Yes. In this, there's mm-hmm. not, like... It's just, it's informing different episodes, like the episode where you find out. Y'all, we're, we're going to talk about the four episodes that have come out, so if you haven't if you haven't watched all four of them, there may be spoilers. Oh, yeah. Yeah, 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 um, yeah stop listening now. <laughs> stop listening. It, it, it's it's pretty dang good. Um, I think it's going to get better, so it, yeah, watch absolutely. it if you want to and make up your own mind. Um, I definitely recommend the, watching it. Uh, really quickly, mm-hmm. I want to talk about the, the character thing where... Uh, so I made a note where I was like, you know what? I'm really liking how each one of these characters does feel like a whole new character. I'm not seeing seeing so much as like them trying to have uh, like replicas. But then again, I was like, wait a second, like several of the characters are replicas. But like something about the the feel in the cast and how they interact felt new to me, and yeah. I, I do kind of like that. Where I'm just I, I'm I, like uh, it, it's the fun feeling of the new cast where. You sit down, and you're like all these new people. I don't know if I like all you guys. It's uncomfortable, mm-hmm. but I've I've been finding that I've been, I've been enjoying that. That's how 
Deep Space Nine started. That's how Stargate started for me. And like, mm-hmm. yeah, the discomfort I'm in, I'm experiencing with the new cast is kind of fun. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I so like that- how the they they feel like um, even though they're all new, they feel natural when they interact. I think. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, you know, so I like that. I think in some ways we have to kind of distance the person they were into. You guys didn't watch TOS. I'm the one who watched TOS. God yeah. damn it. Yeah. Where can I? I do have to distance myself from like what the character was like in TOS versus what it is like in this. Cause like, for example, Chapel um, is definitely getting some like much more main character energy than she ever had. Um, she was definitely just like a nurse, um, you know, yeah. rather than now she's basically like also a doctor. Um, so yeah, they're just kind of, uh, I just feel like they picked the name Chapel because, but then it, again, you know, uh, she she was such like an amazing part of Star Trek all the way through until she passed away. So like, I, I'm not totally upset about it. It's just like a very different character. Yeah. Um, yeah. I love how impetuous Uhura is. Yeah. Like in a cute, like mm-hmm. joyous way. So I, I find I her quite that. pleasant. Uh, a, a gripe I've always had for Uhura is, uh, at least like for my limited knowledge from not actually fully sitting down to watch TOS. <laughs> uh, but yeah, from what, what I see is like, I, I always dislike that. It seems like all she gets to do is answer the phone. And mm-hmm. like, I like yeah. people go, Oh my God, first black character. Da, 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 and just like, yeah, but all I always see her as the background answer the phone. I don't see her doing anything. And, and then like, if her, her skill is linguistics, but like we have universal translators, what does she really get to do? So mm-hmm. I've always had that problem. And I feel like they're working kind of hard to address it here by making mm-hmm. her able to apply that to other things. But I see it. I just want them to know I see it. You guys are, are working hard mm-hmm. on something that wasn't always there. There you go. Okay. There's a thing about Uhura that's in my nitpick list. So I'm going to cover mm-hmm. that when we get to nitpicks. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, actually, that's more about like the way they made her a cadet. But um, forget that. Uhura in, in TOS, um, mm-hmm. you're right, basically does a lot of just answering the phone, which is, I think, why one of the reasons why Nichelle was like, eh, and almost left. But um, yeah. when they're kind of like in their private, uh, like, off-duty time and they're hanging out, she does a lot of singing. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Spock plays the liar and she hangs out and the two of them, like, sing, like, in a couple of episodes, the two of them, like, mm-hmm. hang out. So I thought it was really cute that they brought that in. She just, like, hums. Because that's definitely an Uhura thing from TOS. Like, when she's working, she just hums under her breath sometimes. Oh, okay. Heckin' cute. Cool. Um, yeah, so that's a, that's a thing. Good. Well, Love yeah. That. Um, that, yeah, beginning of a TV series, I see they got work to do, but I see them trying, so... <laughs> Thumbs up there. Okay, Keith, who's your favorite so far? Easily Pike, without even thinking about it. Holy mm-hmm. fucking shit, dude. Where'd you come from? Like, he's such a guy. soft dad. Yeah. Um, he, he's he's a super super dad captain. Uh he, he's he's uh he's definitely made a great application for man crushes. Mm-hmm. Uh he listens to his crew and then mm-hmm. executes um I, I I almost feel like they're doing it too much though, where like Pike doesn't know the answer and like someone else where he's always deferring does. to the others too much. Mm-hmm. Yeah, too much. But please do do that. Like I, that is a yeah. great thing that you're supposed to be doing. Like with my Star Trek, where mm-hmm. the captain doesn't know everything and he does have a crack team that helps him get yep. to his answer. So 
they're doing it. There's still balance that needs to be done, but great job. And yeah, mm-hmm. Pike, wow, goddamn man. Like he and he's willing to admit that he doesn't know everything. That's the important. Yeah. He steals scenes so hard. Like even when he's just chilling and he's like just trying to like help the other person relax, it's just like it's about him. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. And like his hit it. I'm like, yeah, I, I, yeah. Actually, I actually cheered when he did that when they're they're blasting toward the black hole and he goes, hit it. I'm like, I go, yeah. That's awesome. So well yeah. done. Heck Crazy yeah. World. Okay, Jay, who's your favorite right now? Uh, Pike. Absolutely. Um, my wife and I both joke about how we would both run away with him if he, <laughs> if he decided to, to choose one of us. You know, she, she was like, I would leave you. And I was like, I would leave you. <laughs> there was that Discovery episode where Pike showed up and people have just been in love with Anson Mount since. It would have been yeah. stupid of them not to give Anson Mount a show, honestly. They were yeah. like, look how popular it is. Let's just do a... Like the the first episode with him, you know, like with the uh, beard and the long hair and stuff. It's like, <laughs> like come on. I mean, come on. It's like it's Jay was smoking a cigarette after that episode. <laughs> it's so uh, weird okay. how, how often they've been starting these with the captain doesn't want to be captain anymore. Yeah. yeah. That yeah, makes they, me a little sad. Yeah. But I will, uh, I will admit just further than just looks and pure awesomeness. Um, he is, he is like a very, um, I want, I wouldn't say like empathic captain, but he's very like, um, for sure. He's like, he's, he's, he uses his feels more than other captains that I've seen. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like he, he, um, I mean, having a barbecue. In okay. His, again, in I'm going to tell you, you need to watch yeah. TOS, but go on. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Yeah. But it, you know, but the thing is like, he, he's just a very caring, like dude. Which yeah. it just makes him even more amazing as a character. You know what I mean? Because so many times it's like, yeah, f- fight, fire, you yeah. know, blow stuff up. Michael Bay, boom, you know. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what like a lot of a lot of stuff is. It's like all action, and you know, it's one of the things that drew drew people to the Trek movies, right? The Kelvin timeline. Mm-hmm. Um, but at the same time, one of the the things that a lot of us dislike is it it went more that action route and not the scientific um, exploration route. You know what I mean? Um, I don't know. Like, I just really like that. Yeah, there's action and stuff and there's stuff going on, but he's just a caring dude. You know what yeah. I mean? Like he, 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 even, has a, even, mm-hmm. he has a bit of that Picard, like violence will be our last resort, which thank yeah. God. Yeah. Well, and he okay. checks in and like, he, he like checks in and genuinely like cares about his crew. And that's, it's a huge thing. Like that's yeah. that's a very very cool character trait that I absolutely adore. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, when it comes to like Star Trek captains, like when it comes to, when we're doing rankings, like it's only been four episodes, but but he's up there. Yeah, yeah. you're top oh, yeah. like top three, maybe. Like yeah, man, he's only top three. Yeah. Wow. I agree. Yeah, I think I might. Yeah, I never thought of that, but I think I might agree too. All right, Michael, are we, are we going three for three on Pike, or do you got somebody else? Uh, well, I mean... It's hard I to say, pick, I know. I, well, yeah, there, I, it's true. There's a lot of good characters, and Pike, you know, there's definitely a man crush there in his hair. Let's just put his, <laughs> his hair is off the hook. Yes. That's mad true. respect for the hair game. Um, so I'm not going to pick Pike, just because the other guys did that. I like <laughs> my other favorites are Uhura and then Hemmer, the uh, Anar uh, mm-hmm. engineer. I like him. Oh, he's cool. Very yeah. grumpy. Yeah. yeah, but I mean, it's it's. I, I like him. He's cool, and I, I like his interaction with Ahura. And so I, 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 I love that. You know, he he uh, he's blind. Yeah, mm-hmm. that's great. 
Um, we missed our blind engineers. We got another one. Nice. Another? What's the first one? Jordy. Jordy. Oh. <laughs> Keith. <laughs> what? He can see. In kind of. And so many different spectrums. <laughs> anyway. Like a superhero. Yeah. Gotcha. <laughs> yes, uh, Hammer, he's cool. Um, so for some reason, I, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, 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 I have to get used to it. I usually don't like it when, uh, the, the charm of a character is that they're constantly an asshole. Yeah, uh, same. Yeah, but I, like, when it came to, uh, like uh Jack in Stargate. Man, that rubbed me the wrong way. But eventually if I get to know the character long enough and that I I can eventually start to love that about them. So right now I'm like, I get where you're going for, but I don't usually love this. So keep going yeah. with it and I think he's going to actually turn around for me. Yeah. I do like Is a it- curmudgeon, but I'm a little concerned mm-hmm. by how much he seems to not want to be where he is. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I, I think that's supposed to be like his personality, like he does. But you, you, we on the surface, like it's a thing you have to get through. Because like mm-hmm. when he was given Uhura shit, it did look like he was being serious. But yeah. the people who know him better go, no, 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 he's just giving you shit. This is how mm-hmm. he gets to know people. So all right, all right. Speaking of which, Michael, since you picked both him and Uhura, how did you feel about that that scene where they were working together? Uh, I thought it was, it was, just, I liked it because she was, you know, she was young and she's like kind of, kind of cocky, but then doesn't really know entirely what she was doing, obviously, because she's not an engineer. And then he was kind of having to be um, kind of like grumpy, but, you know, stern and they had, they had to work together. So I think it was, it was good. And and I think, um, what's her name? Cecilia Gooding. Uh, she was just adorable as, as a horror. So mm-hmm. she's, you know, she's like a horror for the win, you know. I thought, yeah. I thought they worked well together. Cute. Um, which character do you think has the most room to grow on you? And uh, which direction do you want them to grow in? Mm. Like, for example, for me, him, uh, the engineer, uh, I need to find, like, his heart of gold underneath. All of the curmudgeon like... Mm-hmm the reason why he's there. We saw a little bit of it when he was talking about being a botanist, but that's, that's what I need for him. I need to like see that he really does want to be with these people on this ship. And not that he just hates his life. Yeah. Yeah. That's mine. Uh, mine would be Ortegas, I think. So the helmsman. Yeah. Uh, she, I don't like her so far. Sort of. Like, okay, so um, I, I think she's going for cocky helmsman, which I, I, I think I like. Oh, here's here's the main thing. Like, she's still figuring out her character. Uh, she does a smirk too much. And, and like, <laughs> it, it, it bugs me a little bit because it's, it's a constant thing she goes for. But, uh, yeah, I think she has a lot of time to try to balance out the charm that her character could potentially have. So... That's the one that I want to improve the most. The other, yeah. Uh, and then there's uh, uh, Nunyan Singh. Uh, not feeling her so mm-hmm. far. And like. You mean De- Detmer? I'm sorry. Detmer. <laughs> what? Uh, right? Isn't that from The Expanse? Did I, get the re- did I get the reference right? I don't think you did. Detmer's from Discovery. 
Oh, duh. Sorry. The, the Expanse. Yeah, she does look like What's the her name? drummer. Uh, drummer. I knew it was a D. There you Damn. go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, like uh, with her, they, there's so much work that I feel needs to be done because all she gets to be is angry girl or angry woman. And like, I get that she or did scared walk woman. Huh? Mm-hmm. Or scared. Scared yeah. and angry. Yeah, yeah, and, and like I get why. Like you, you watch people get freaking eaten alive for several days. That that'll mess you up. Mm-hmm. It's just that, like, because of that, it just seemed like it it cratered, like who she can be so far. So mm-hmm. I think that needs work. And then also, someone pointed out a good writing problem that is not easy to notice, but when you hear about it, it you can't help but see it. That. um uh, Singh and Una's character are the same character. Like they both react a little bit, yeah, and yeah, they both react and act the same way. It's to the point where the writers had to put shrapnel in Una so that uh, Laan could do the role that Una would have done. So it's just like, <laughs> all right, guys, you got figure that one out too. But uh, I, I'm, I'm enjoying watching them work. It's uh, yeah, mm-hmm. this is like how I like watch my TV shows, like figure it out. Yeah. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I I agree with Keith. I think um, the Lan Nunian Singh, you know, right now she's just represented by the the Gorn trauma. So I think yep. she has the most to grow. Because every time you see her, I mean, oh, and the I, augment trauma. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And it's like, so okay, what are you know, what are you going to say about the Gorn this time? You know, it's like, but I, I don't know. I, I like Keith saying. I think it's like four episodes in. Do we know how many they're going to do this season? By chance. Do you guys know? I don't, I don't okay. know. I, I hope it's not going to be uh, like, like a short season the way the others are since right. they are episodic. Like they don't yeah. need to keep it down to 10 or whatever. Yeah. Um, I'll look it up, see if they, if, uh, if it's online right now. I'm looking forward to seeing that character grow though. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Um, They're definitely planting a, like a confidence growth in her eventually. Uh, it's like 10 episodes. That's yeah. 10 episodes on IMDb. Boo. Oh. Yeah. I know. Super boo. Unless we get ten great episodes, yeah, I know. I, I know. mean, yeah, but, <laughs> but yeah, you're right. Yeah, we yeah. need more room to you know have some fun. And so, um, uh, real quick, as far as growth, just I mm-hmm. want to chime in before I forget <laughs> my train of thought. Um, the engineer, I'm looking forward to him becoming less angry at the world and everyone, mm-hmm. and actually like becoming close with the crew, right? Like with the episode with him and Uhura, and ironically enough, Uhura. It's she's so green and so like new and kind of like bubbly. Mm-hmm. And I've always seen her as a very confident, like grounded. Yeah. Like character. So it's hard for me to transition to acceptance of like, oh, she's this bubbly newbie. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Like I, I thought that she would come into it with some of that already. You know what I mean? So like that it's I don't know if you can hear you were expecting the, more of like yeah. the Zoe Saldana kind of like um, immediately not, she knows like what she's doing well not so much that because even her so Zoe Saldana I, which I love her Uhura but it mm-hmm. came off it still came off kind of like uh almost a little bit too abrasive gotcha if that makes mm-hmm. sense yep. um you know what I mean like I uh, like a, maybe a like a, me, a medium or middle ground you know between kind of like she was written to just be like a, a spunky love interest that is surprised dating somebody different yeah, what do you know <laughs> yeah what do you know so I'm, I'm excited to see this uhura become the uhura that is that confident you know black woman that is you know in the in the um but basically, yeah, it isn't just answering the phones. <laughs> you know mm-hmm. what I mean? So I'm I'm excited to see that growth as well. 
And I was saying, sorry, I don't know if you could hear the kiddo in the background laughing his butt off. He's watching <laughs> YouTube and he belly laughs. So it <laughs> literally reverberates around the house. So that <laughs> might come up on the recording. So, Unfortunately, oh no, children laughing. Oh no, yeah. no, no joy and laughter. My favorite sound in the world. So I love it. <laughs> um, see, one other critique about uh, Una is that I have a, I wonder if uh, her Illyrian background will be uh, used too much as a get out of uh, jail free card, much mm-hmm. like uh, at first with uh, in Stargate, the uh, Major Carter. Uh, character named Sam Carter. She got a uh, alien symbiote put in her, and then like it was taken out. And then ever like every episode after that, they got put into like a corner. Like they'll go, just so you know, because I had a symbiote for a half hour, I have this superpower, or I can do this or that. And you're <laughs> yeah. like, okay, I, you, all right, you, okay, she's Illyrian, so now you guys have faster warp core now, or, or something like that. Like, oh man, yeah, that reminds me when Una picked up. Um... God, I keep forgetting his name. The the engineer. Uh, Hibbert, I wanted to talk. That's my funny nitpick. That you never remember the names of anybody who wasn't already a named character. Um, no, more like I. Okay, I. That's my I problem. Don't, I don't notice bad special effects. That's my. That's like my thing. Like, okay. but if I notice it, oh wow, wow, holy, what what happened here? Okay, what's the special effect that's bothering you? Una picking up the dummy of Hemmer. Like oh, that, that looks like a kids in the hall sketch that was hilarious and weird. Mm-hmm. And like you guys are professionals, and if I'm noticing it, okay, went too far on uh, not worrying about how you frame the shot or the dummy and and the weird slow motion. And it looked the so- weird slow motion was weird. Like they yeah. were like putting way too much emphasis on her carrying him. Um, yeah, and, and also like I they they used it to make a point about how she's she's uh, an augment actually, but. People can firemen carry people who are heavier than them. That's why you use the fireman's carry. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yep. So, so yeah. <laughs> what? <laughs> Hyper drama. Just so you know, she's super strong. And I'm just like, yeah, but I, it looks like a freaking, like, it's like you, like, sewed pillows together. And I, <laughs> I, I, I'm the one seeing that. I like Power Rangers. And, like, that special effects doesn't bother me. So, Strange New Worlds, like, whoa, come on now. You guys are professionals. Anyway, <laughs> that was my nitpick. Cool. What? We're not even at nitpicks yet. I have oh, sorry. So many. <laughs> just kidding. Just kidding. I mean, okay. did it bother anybody else or anyone else notice it? Just Honestly, like... I didn't notice it. But... Oh, oh, wow. I, I, I was too busy laughing at the slow mo, to be honest. <laughs> oh, okay. Um, All right. Hmm. I thought, okay. like, if I noticed it, then everybody on the planet is like, <laughs> like yeah. on fire and people screaming and like running around. But all right, so are you guys ready to talk episode to episode? Hails, yes. Go. Uh, oh, yes. Go, sure. yes, yes. Yeah, yes. let's go. Okay, <laughs> sorry, it sounded like you had just thought of something to say. All right, I did not write down episode names. I usually do that, but I didn't this time. So we'll talk about the first episode first. This is the one where Pike is brought back into service because um, Una has vanished. And then uh, they bring everybody back, blah, blah, blah. And then we go find Una. Um, I really liked the way they set up to Pring and Spock's relationship. Like, she's already like, are you going to leave all the time? Because I don't know if you guys, any of you have seen in Mock Time. I feel like it's one of the most famous TOS episodes. So, like, you may have. Yes? No? Anybody? No. 
I think no? I have. I, I I don't remember. I, I think we yeah, I, I don't remember it. I know in two maybes. Okay. Um. It, it, they go back to uh, Vulcan because Topring is called Spock, and uh, he's going into like a mating fever, and he goes to marry her, and then she sets it up so that no matter what, um, she doesn't stay with Spock. She wants to be with her boyfriend, um, who cool. is on Vulcan. So, like, this is a great setup where, like, she wants the relationship to work between them, but, like, she needs him to be here. And he's like, nah, obviously, Starfleet is my priority. And okay. I think it's amazing. It's a great setup for her. But also, I'm very impressed with the Spock. I think he does a great job for somebody who's trying to be a character that's so Same. immortalized. I agree. Absolutely. An excellent job. Um, Absolutely. I actually have zero complaints about him. Yeah. No complaint yeah, if he's doing it at all. Yeah, like, there's a couple I, places where they use like the wrong word. Like he'd say, uh, "Let me do that" instead of "Allow me to do that" or something like that. But mm. he still does it all in the same tone. I just, you can tell that he has feelings, but like he 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 represses them. You know, like just great job. Yeah, great job. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Yep, this is a good Spock. I I don't think they should be doing it in the first place. That's that's like a always a strike against him. Uh, but if they have to, if they're going to, dude's cr- he's really doing it. Like, uh, I, I, William, once him, I'm all like arms crossed and like, all right, let's see you fuck this up. And, uh, you know, he's, uh, he's paying respect to the role. He's doing it well. Uh, I, yeah. So good job for him. Yeah. Don't get me wrong. I think Zachary Quinto's like did an great. amazing job too. Yeah. Yeah. But I actually like this Spock more than the, the Kelvin timeline spot. Same. I agree. Nice. What about you, VC? I I just said I really like him. I think he's doing a great job. I mean, more than Kelvin? More than Kelvin. Um, yeah, because I think Kelvin is a little too, like, destructive and uh, emotional, so <laughs> ah! the writing is just better for Spock in general, so mm-hmm. I, I think they both did a great job. Cool. Um, I thought it was really funny. There's a point where Chapel uses a hyperspray and there's a delta sign on it. <laughs> yeah, I know. Okay. Um... Here's my big complaint about this episode. They develop a warp bomb through observing uh, warp drives through their telescopes. Mm -hmm. I don't know about you, but looking at a light does not teach me how that light is made. Uh, Yeah, 100%. (laughs) So that entire concept was really just dumb to me. Yes. Um, So I couldn't take any of that seriously. But And also I feel like when we find Una, it's just like, oh, and there she is. Okay, moving on. Yeah. Uh, but, does it feel like a little bit of a lazy writing? Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, it kind of does. It's just like giving Pike an excuse to come back after his trauma. And yeah. then so everyone can discuss the trauma. And we find out about most people's trauma on this one. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, also, yeah. I laughed about how Pike was like, all right, that's it. They already know about chips. So I'm just going to show them my ship. Hello, I have the big ship. I have the bigger the bigger guns. <laughs> Behold my pimp hand. I really liked how Pike was very gentle with them, but also very decisive. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So like, you I, guys want yeah. this? You want this World War Three? Is this what you're after? Really? Yeah. Uh, which, you know, again, that like, well, not again, but that hits a little close to home because it's clips of like us, yeah. <laughs> like yeah. current January 6th and, Jesus you know, craziness. So it, it's like, uh, uh, please don't let this happen to us. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, to steal a line from Keith here, that's a little too on the nose. Uh, yes, yes. But it, it, it was a very Star Trek like thing. Yeah, like, no was. one worries. We we've moved past it. Yeah, have you moved right. past it? Because the rest of Star Trek is not a utopia. But I know. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> I know. 
I, uh, and one of the things with this episode is when Spock like reverts back and like you, re- you know, it, it, well, his, he did such a good job and he does such a good job that you like, you felt how much pain he must be in when he was like, ah, cause Spock doesn't do that. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. And the way that he yeah. played that scene actually, and even though it's like a small part of it, I don't know. Like I felt it. I was like, wow. Like, Okay, yeah, like I believe that he was in a lot of pain. Like he acted that very well, you know. So mm-hmm. it was really interesting, and it also kind of was like a Spock monotone scream. You know what I mean? Like it was like ah, <laughs> instead of like craziness, and then, yeah. and then he was done. Okay, I'm done. I mean he's still civilized. Come on, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sure. I'm half Vulcan after all. Yeah, yeah. I don't have emotions. <laughs> um. Yeah. Yeah, uh, I uh, just want to say fully agree. Dumb as hell uh, to get warp technology from the telescope, but uh, that it that's a great. It is a great idea that like how how they get the the technology before they should in a different way, mm-hmm. and therefore setting up a great allegory uh, episode. That, yeah, you it know, was like, very Star Trek, like classic Star yeah, Trek. Well, exactly. Yeah. I was just, yeah, it's wow. It's like I'm watching Star Trek again. So, yeah. good job on that. So, uh, yeah, um, I, I will. Uh, yeah, they, that that earns them a pass from mm-hmm. using yeah, pass. a silly idea like that. So, well done. Um, uh, a, a lot of uh, uh, in all of these episodes, a lot of like uh, the, the 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 speech with the moral at the end, mm. or the line with the moral at the end. Uh, favorite bits in this episode? Anyone? Michael. Um. Uh, well, yeah, I was gonna say I didn't really have any nitpicks because I was just impressed with the you know enjoying the ride, the ships and the you know the costumes, and, and it, you know, like like he was saying, it just felt like Star Trek. I was like, holy shit, Star Trek is back! <laughs> exactly, <laughs> it's the Star Trek we've been asking for and waiting yeah. for. That's what mm-hmm. I think. Mm-hmm. Gave me some feels. <clears throat> I thought in the elevator when the when the alien girl was looking at Pike, oh, like, yeah. ooh, I was like, yep, we're we're all right there with you, sister. <laughs> like we're all right there with you. Oh, you know, you're nice. Even even look even in even when he's not really an alien, just made up to look like an alien, he's still beautiful. <laughs> <laughs> you're not wrong. So Jay's favorite scene is everybody uh, making eyes at Pike. Okay, got it. Yeah, yeah, because <laughs> right, it's, it's what we all do. I mean, come mm-hmm. on. <laughs> I've seen several posts from guys uh, older like myself who are like, you know, silver hair doesn't look bad anymore. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Wait, are we talking about chapel now? Because mm, also oh, chapel, right? I mean, yeah. <laughs> the mm. platinum look. Yeah. Uh, oh, I, I was uh, Pike, Mister Pike. Uh, so, mm-hmm. uh, what my favorite things about the first episode? Sort okay. Uh, uh, favorite slight complaint. Um, so <laughs> okay, they really, really, really wish they were beyond the TNG era because everything in that technology, everything they're doing, is like technology TNG has. I think. Uh, you know, they did that to themselves, yeah, yeah. So, but like, but but if I just let it go, uh, they are coming up with some fantastic ideas and and pictures for me to look at, which is like, I love the idea that uh, the first Stargate Star Base Star Base (laughs) was built around a habitat to try to save like forests, like, oh, yeah, oh my god, that's really nice. That was uh, that was quite sci fi of you, Strange New Worlds. Let me get you a drink, I'll be right back. Yeah, I have three drinks just to be sure. I already finished my tea, but I still have water. And no, I finished the pineapple juice too. (laughs) I still have water. Uh, 
uh, uniforms I want to talk about. Uh, kind of like them. Uh, I don't like TOS's uh, shirts. Uh, mm-hmm. I want uh, team. I like when it comes to like my favorites of uh, seeing a Star Trek uniform. I love the the colors across the shoulders, and then below that you do something else, and that's my peak uh, Star Fleet uniform. Mm-hmm. So just like solid colored shirts, I love like the pizzazz they're putting on it. But I liked Uhura's uh, TNG uniform that she shouldn't have been wearing. Yeah, uh, in nice. era. Oh, her but, dress form. Her, yes. her dress uniform. uniform. Yeah. Yeah. Um, please, uh, if you guys, if, if the showrunners are listening to this, don't listen to me. Do not change it to that fantastic costume. But I'm just saying that those are the costumes I prefer. And the shoulder pads are kind of odd, but I'm okay with them. <laughs> I really like the costumes. Although I thought it was funny, there's a bit where Una takes her her um, communicator off, and you can see the the where the two magnets are. If you oh. know, oh nice costume design, it's cute. Hmm. Well, if, I mean, if it's not broken, don't fix it, right? So stick with the magnets for the for the yeah. <laughs> they work. Yeah. yeah. One thing uh, I want to bring up is the whole uh, George Kirk thing. Hmm. Uh, speaking of like using name recognition to, you, to get you excitement. mean Sam, right? Sam, Sam. Is it, was it Sam? Yeah, the, yeah. The, brother. Oh yeah, the brother. Sorry. And yeah, it's like I don't know. It, it, you know, it's like ooh, uh, call like Lieutenant. Well, there's a Lieutenant Kirk. Yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Do you oh think my god. Be? No. Yeah, I know, and it's. It, I don't know. That just seemed a little easy as well. I'm like, come on, like that's just too easy. Yeah, you know? totally, but, totally. I agree. They were just I like, s- oh, there's a Kirk coming, and then. I mean, at least they gave Sam a blue shirt. But. Yeah. Oh. Well, and you know, even in the previews, you know, like online, they're like, ooh, the new Kirk has been cast. And you see photos of him in the chair and stuff, right? Like online yeah. hype. So then in the episode, like yeah, in, in the episode, they're like, ooh, bring up Lieutenant Kirk. And we're like, what? Already? Yep. And you know what I mean? Like, like they did that on purpose. And it's just too oh, easy. Yeah. That was you a know? fun fake out, I thought. It, it was, yeah. I mean, I that's, a, that's one of my big complaints is that all of all of the the new stuff is just like trying to take as many names as possible from the the previous one, and yeah. in a lot of cases, like it doesn't make cha- it doesn't make sense for Chapel to be there, you know. But fine, okay, yeah. I, you wanted her. Uh, it doesn't make like uh, her, the the timing works if she's a cadet now for her to be a lieutenant in ten years. That makes sense. Eh. Lieutenant commander, maybe. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. 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 Because she's at the beginning. This. They, they've suggested from like the info in here that she's at the very beginning of being a cadet, so she would have to do four years as a cadet, and then uh, ensign is usually like what six months, and then you're a junior lieutenant for like two years, and then a lieutenant. So like it kind of works out. Cool. Okay. Um, well, but the the chapel and the Mbenga thing, I'm still kind of like. Mm. Mm. I did a lot of research on this yeah. stuff. Okay, <laughs> actually, some of this is going to be in my nitpicks. So okay. No worries. Uh, anybody have any more thoughts on episode one? Well, um, it was a lot of setup, so like, yeah, a ton of. This is for all episodes, but this is when that this is the first episode we really get to it. But uh, with the Helms, you know, Helms person, mm-hmm. I feel like does anyone else get a Jet Reno vibe mm, not, from Discovery? A little, uh, little yeah. like the you know what I mean the like. The comedic, comedic kind of like poke fun, or, or have you know what I mean? Like it's there, just there, that, there's a similar uh, talking through a smirk that they both yeah, there you go. yeah 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 that's a very Tom Paris thing as well. 
Yeah. Although <laughs> Ortega is a way better actress. Uh, so <laughs> yeah. I'm sorry. Like, Jet, like, like, like I said, Jet Reno is like one of these people who uh, keep getting roles because I think they're really probably awesome people that everybody wants to be around. But every time I see me see on the screen, they stick out compared to all the other actors because they don't act as good. But uh, actually, like the latest episode I've seen Jet Reno, she's she's exponentially getting better. So anyway. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. I mean, Tig's new at it. Just, acting, yeah. in, acting in uh, stand-up is very different. Yeah. All right. Well, then, uh, it sounds like it's time to move on to episode two. Mm-hmm. All right. Let me read my notes real fast. Do I remember what happened in this episode? It's the Uhura episode, right? Mm, well, yeah, the comet. The, and, uh, um, music. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. So Uhura and Spock are off on the comet. Everybody else is on the ship. It's nice to see A and B plots again. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm appreciating that. That's nice. Breaking them up into little teams so they can support each other. Um, there, I do have to laugh, though, because I think it's in episode three. Uh, but Pike mentions the Galileo shuttle. Mm-hmm. There's an episode mm-hmm. of TOS called Galileo 7 in which Spock has an away team with him. They go down to the surface. Shit goes wrong. There's, like, giants. Go watch it if you're interested. But he says in there that it's the first time that he has his own command. So the fact that he's, you know, basically having his own command in this is going to be really funny to me forever. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, it makes timeline. more sense for the first officer to go off the ship and the captain to stay on it. Just like, yeah, timelines. There, there's very timelines things. I already talked about this, but I fucking love that they pulled in. I should stop swearing. That they pulled in Uhura's like music. Mm-hmm. I thought it was really funny because Spock's actor uh, i guess is not a great singer he was like a, a little wavery and a little off key and i thought that was really funny because again spock plays the liar so i was like he knows he's off key right <laughs> um yeah but uh it, it responds to music the way that it ended with the mystery of like did this thing really know what was going to happen or maybe it broke off that piece on purpose and spock just like happened to be there um i i really like the uh perhaps in the future you will learn not to judge the belief of others that's a very star trek Mm -hmm. line what uh, lesson what was weird about it though is he says it and they're kind of like haha yeah maybe because they actually kind of did something else sneakily so i'm not sure that it actually teaches that lesson so much as it's like pretend to respect the belief of others so that upset me a little bit but uh aside from that you know, like that's confusing also messaging. very Trek, like a, a a comet confusing messaging. Yes, a comet with like a secret inside it, and uh, yeah, I liked it overall. Uh, by uh, yeah, they definitely. I they I feel they ruined it uh, by just uh, get, when they added that little uh, cherry on top of it was all meant to be. Like, oh, I, yeah, oh. I'm not a big fan of fate. Yeah, uh, me neither. No. Not like, especially not how they did it here, and yeah, like, um, yeah, is it, the confusing messaging of like maybe next time you should listen, but because they didn't listen, that's why they saved the day. And then you're like, mm-hmm. you're not teaching a real lesson, but um, yeah, still this attempt. Good if job. Spock had tried to do something, and then a totally different part of the thing had broken off, and it was like it was it was going to do that the whole time, and you guys mm. didn't need to be involved. There you go. I think that would have worked, but this did not. Well, it was so, pretty. <clears throat> it turned out though. 
scientifically, did we ever, I, I, I may have missed this, but did we ever find out? So what was he inside flies, the thing? Well, he, he flies the shuttle, right? Yeah. And, and he gets all, the shuttle gets all hot and all that stuff. And, and the comet breaks up, but like what, what breaks the comic up or the comet up? You know what I mean? Like he's just flying a shuttle. What, what did he do to break that part of the comet off? Yeah, I, I missed don't that too. <laughs> you see what I'm saying? Like, was I, he I don't phasers or something? No, or, not that or, I know. He he just got hot. That's music all. residents. Um, I don't know. But is it funny? It close enough that, to the sun for it to break off. Isn't that funny though? Like, they they didn't explain how it, he broke it off. He just flew. The shuttle got hot and it broke apart. Yeah, I'm not super <laughs> impressed by their uh, their techno babble quite yet. Um, yeah. Yep. But, they, well, actually, the last episode's Technobabble made me, well, huh, all right, you know. But, like, the, the Saints New Worlds is putting the tan on my knee, like, wow, we're talking about black holes and mm-hmm. accretion disks and um, uh, final images you see in our vent horizons? Wow, Strange New Worlds. Like, you know, <laughs> let's uh, let's talk some more later. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but that's the last one. We don't want to jump too far. But that really, that was like, wow, guys, really, yeah. wow. You guys are getting all the science up in here. Thank you. <laughs> I know. That's that's a different episode, though. We're still on episode yeah. two. Oh, yeah, yeah. The Comet episode for me was a uh, uh, mixed bag, definitely. Because, like, uh, like, okay. m- m- like, the leading, most of it was, there's great parts. And then, like, mm-hmm. the, because, like, uh, it's a great setup and Star Trek, you know, save civilization, doesn't even know you're there. And um, talking about how, like, Comets, that's some fun astronomy stuff, how comets could potentially see the planet. Uh, but yeah, that, that, the ending where it sends a message that just so you know, it was always supposed to happen. And like, it just breaks all these different layers of like the story it was trying to tell and undoes it and makes it convoluted. But I get mm-hmm. the ending they're trying to go for. So once again, like, this is a failure that gets my thumbs up because. Uh, you missed, but I saw you guys really trying. So, yeah. Um, <laughs> At least I, you were aiming for the for the right target. Right. Yep. Yeah, the right goal. Going in the right direction. Although I keep like uh, I'm almost uh, I, I'm almost a little disappointed because I do love hating on huh. uh, new Star Trek and I know not letting me. What do you mean so. I'm not letting you? <laughs> it's because they're doing a good job, and it's not as fun oh, to bust on them. Because, like, mm. you know, every time, even yeah. if they fail, they're they're getting props, and now it's it's not as funny to me to like, you know, crap. Like Picard season two was hilarious. That was amazing. <laughs> Listen, I don't know anything that happens in that except Ooh. I've seen a couple of of shots, and I'm just like, what? It's amazing. Like, how, oh, professional writers got away with this. And put it on the screen, and like, wow! It looks like a soap opera gone wrong. Oh wow! So, yeah, no. So like, yeah, that's my apologies to people who are enjoying it. I haven't seen it. I obviously have no actual opinion. Yeah, I'm just scared of it. I can't recommend it. It's a it's a great hate watch because all right, it does so much wrong. Forget this, Keith. Mm -hmm. You said this episode was a mixed bag. So, which part of it did you really like? Um, love the idea and setup of like. Uh, trying to figure out how to stop. That's like a strip. So, so, so Star Trek to mm-hmm. stop a comet from hitting a, a, a civilization and trying to figure out the mystery is fantastic. But then some of how they figured it out uh, and that freaking fate crap at the end really killed it. But great attempt. So, all right. Thumbs up. Cool. 
I didn't Jay? add it. Sorry, go ahead, Jay. Oh, sorry. Jay, favorite part oh, well, of the episode? Was, well, so, favorite part, I don't know if I have a favorite part, but, you know, just we're talking about the whole fate and stuff, and it kind of makes me think about Cisco, right? And oh, the yeah. Whole, like, yeah, you see what I'm saying? Like, this isn't they new spent to start. seven seasons on that question. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. But it's one of those things where, like, fate has been in Star Trek before. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like, it's not a new concept. But the way that they did it in this episode was a little bit, like, you know, a little too easy. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, it, it yeah. You were always um, fated to, to shoot yeah. something. We don't know how you did it at, at the Comet to make Ice Break Off. But yeah. the people following you were really against it. But it was supposed to happen. Yeah. No worries. Yeah. But I mean, you know, I and but then I also understand people that are so hardcore about religion or about their beliefs that they mm-hmm. would kill they people kill over that. So, Absolutely. you know, like the 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 bad guys, I forget what they were, but you know, they were like genuinely like they're going to kill people f- for their beliefs, you know, and, and that was like, you know, it, it's that happens here. So it's one of those things that kind of like you're like, dang, like it makes you think like, why, why are people like that? You know what I mean? Yeah. But then they've been, that's even the character explained, like, this is our whole life. Our whole civilization is around this, you know? So it, it, it just, it was deep, you know what I mean? But at the same time, it mm-hmm. had some kind of cheap outs, you know what I yeah. mean? So it, it, yeah, I can agree to a mixed bag, you know, it, it was a good episode and it was, it's very much Star Trek. There were some, uh-huh. we don't know how he detached the piece of the comet, um, the fate thing was a little bit too easy, um, but it was still clever. And I love when they use music as a part of the plot. Like yeah. I love music. So because music is a universal language, right? Like mm-hmm. you, music and sound for, you know, if you're thinking of aliens and stuff for, for aliens that can hear, right. Mm-hmm. The same, the same frequencies, frequencies we hear, oh. um, music can be can be like you you feel music when you hear a sad song you feel sadness you know your body is automatically attuned to it same with happy music or fun music um so i love when they when when tv or movies or anything use music as a part of the plot um because it's so universal you know anywhere on this planet you can go anywhere and you play a certain chord and people are going to feel that chord i do have to laugh though because uh, in my past have extensively studied music composition and music mm-hmm. theory. Um, they say in the episode that music is universal, which is true. Mm-hmm. However, the major chord is not universal. The way that yeah. they're written in like seven steps is not even universal on this planet. Mm-hmm. Like if you listen, for example, uh, to Jewish music, they use a lot more minor chords, which we would translate mm-hmm. as being sad, but they would not. So, yeah. Um, the fact that they were like, oh, anybody in the whole entire universe would use the seven, the, the seven note scale is absurd. Yeah. Sabrina, uh, I need you to go to They talked about the frequencies. It was very nice, but. Mm. Yeah. Okay. Sabrina, I need you to go to a mirror and, and say that I am a nerd and then hang your head. <laughs> I am a nerd. I will not hang my head. I will hold it high. I was going to say, you say wow. that proudly. You say that, that was proudly. Awesome. Wait, yeah. that. that <laughs> That a major chord is not universal. Um, I shake your hand. God damn, that was uh, some deep dorkiness. And I don't even understand what you're saying. Even like, yeah, right. Because like, what if, if if it exists, then it's universal, right? Is what yeah. I think. There, 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 there were what I liked the most about this episode were a lot of little character moments. 
Um, like Spock working on his pep talk. She's like, are you working on your pep talk? She's like, yes. <laughs> is it good? Yeah. Is it good? <laughs> she's like, no. And then later on, she's like, you're getting better. Cute. Um, Pike, whenever he was talking to the other guy, a little bit trolling him. I was like, all right, Pike, I see you. You're a troll. I got you. He's like a nice, sweet, sweet dad. But every once in a while, he's just like, it's going to troll a little bit. Who did he troll? Um, I think the alien. Okay. Like, oh, the shepherd guy? The yeah, shepherds? it's just kind of like slightly lying to him, you know, like. <laughs> it's cute. I, 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 I like the moments between characters, and this is what I was waiting for in the other mm. Star Treks. So I appreciate that. Michael, how do you feel about this episode? I I guess I wasn't as bothered by the whole fate uh, crap, as you guys call it. Mm-hmm. Um, but <laughs> uh, I didn't like it as much as the first one, because the first one I was just like, holy crap, you know, we're back, you know, hit mm-hmm. it. But, um... Hit it. Hit it. Uh, no, I thought I'd have to say I'd probably give it like a B plus, maybe. I, mean, I thought it was pretty good. I love the look of the shepherds, the, the aliens. Yes. I loved yeah, how yeah. The, the comet at the end you know, um, change kind of the atmosphere of the planet or, you know, is going to make it kind of see the planet. Mm-hmm. So, Less arid. Yeah, exactly. Uh, and so then the whole fate thing, I just kind of was like, yeah, sure. <laughs> You're like, I've seen this, whatever. <laughs> yeah, it didn't really bother me. So, so overall, I liked part? it. What's your uh, favorite, favorite part? Uh, let's see. Hmm. I don't know if I have a favorite part because I just watched the last three all together, so it's hard to, you know, uh, separate yes. them. <laughs> I understand. Uh, I, I like when they were. Sorry, I watched three yesterday and one this morning. So yeah, I guess when they were all in the captain's quarters, like for that little dinner or whatever, I enjoyed that. Oh my god, what a cute scene! And she yeah. shows up in her dress uniform, and he yep. just sees it, and he's like, "All right, someone pulled a prank on you." Okay, anyway, <laughs> you just got hazed. Yep, that's pretty tame hazing too. Yeah, yeah, yeah and I like this is. level of hazing. This is like an appropriate level yes. of hazing yeah, for exactly, Star Trek. Yeah. Like, yes, there's nothing really embarrassing about. Like, it's not yeah. traumatic in any way. It's just like, haha, you showed up in your dress blues when you're casual. Like, that's it. <laughs> yeah, appropriate yep. level. Like, haha, it's cute for a second, and then you're just like, it's silly. Everyone's over it. Nice. Exactly. Um. Okay. Does anybody have anything else to add about episode two? No. I think that's all I got. Cool. All right. Episode three. My primary complaint, I'm sure you'll not be surprised, is um, why why are we leaning so hard on augments right now? Mm. But, Uh. on the other hand, um, the bit where she talks at the end about how Illyrians augment themselves not to be better faster stronger smarter but to fit into whatever environment already exists so they don't have to terraform that is a fucking beautiful idea and that is perfect for star trek because we as a species have this weird tendency when we talk about evolution to to think there's like an ultimate form to evolve to Mm -hmm. it's not the case evolution is just to fit in whatever the environment is and what a perfect perfect thing to do to be like i we found this beautiful planet we want to maintain it as it is but there's too much for example nitrogen in the oxygen in the uh atmosphere we can't breathe it so rather than changing the entire composition of the planet's air and then making a bunch of plants die and a bunch of animals die in response we're just going to change our ability to breathe so that we can deal with more nitrogen in the air that's beautiful fantastic Um, science fiction 
Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I missed it the first time. That's 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 excellent. I like that. Yeah. Um, and then Chapel is like super magic in this. She knows all of the things. They're like, all right, hold on. Oh. Um, I was disappointed that the solution to this episode was not come upon by Chapel and Mbenga using their skills and their knowledge and being excellent doctors, but just by the pure luck that there were two augments involved. And yeah. did he use, was it magic blood that did it? Yeah, she had magic augment blood that made her immune. And then the other uh, Nunyan Singh was in the room with her and she was like super old augmentation, but not recent. And the fact that they were in the same room together in their blood mix, question uh, mark, made her make antibodies that they could actually give to everybody else. That's uh, the solution. Uh, so magic not, blood. Um, also... Michael pointed out when we were talking about the previous episode that the, the solve was fate. So I just realized that none of the three solves in episode two, three, or four are based on the the team using their skills. Hmm. Yeah. Well, except, hmm. except for that, that last episode. So no, get- no, 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 not not that last episode because that was also because she oh, had right. the trauma, so she knew because of the trauma. Mm, yeah, I was thinking about the the, the skill used. We'll get uh, the skill used like with. Using mass to drop bombs and like you know a strategy and skill of like navigating black holes. So, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That, yeah. That, that, yes, you're right. Some um, but uh, this episode, yeah, yeah, they all coincidentally were born uh, exactly with what this plot needed. Which, yeah, that's uh, not, oh, not so good. And I thought it was really funny how everybody's response to light just seemed really horny. <laughs> yeah. Like she literally ripped her shirt off. Like my God, <laughs> oh, yeah. you guys. Yeah, and I, I thought, like, I thought there was like a, um, a error because like she ripped her shirt, and then the shirt was fine. But that the, their uniforms are like Velcro or something. Anyway, that's just a um, uniform. I, good. Uh, I think. Oh shoot! I was going to say the replicator can fix them. They don't have a replicator. This is pre TOS. Mm. Oh yeah. Womp, yeah, I, womp. I they don't know when replicators kicked in. They always seem like a, a regular thing to Star Trek. Uh TNG. That's when replicators started? That's the first time you see it. There's a hundred year gap between TOS and TNG. I don't know. Cool. At yeah. what point in between there it would pop up. <laughs> yep. I, I barely am I'm barely aware that replicators weren't always a thing in Star Trek. <laughs> you I, are. <laughs> I am I am definitely like uh more and more like I'm gearing myself up to do a TOS run, so it's happening. Yeah. Well, if you guys want to do TOS episode to episode, you know I'm happy to do it. We can do a <laughs> initial your initial impulse, and then my like I've watched way too much TOS response. Yeah, yeah. it could yeah, be fun. Uh, but you know, also want to do also Stargate episodes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> We're getting there. We're getting there. Hold on. Uh. Oh, also, just one nitpick from me. It's not really a nitpick. Um. They said that it was a vitamin D deficiency that made him attracted to light. Mm-hmm. I must specify that vitamin D is UV, not like any general mm-hmm. spectrum of light. So I wonder if all of the lights on Enterprise actually emit UV, which would be a bad choice on one side because causing cancer, but you could probably fix that. <laughs> on the other hand, it would make people happier being on a mm. ship because we oh, actually yeah. need UV. Yep, that makes so, sense. Uh, Not really a nitpick. That suggests something about the technology that I had never considered. And I don't know if the writers considered it or not, but 
cool. UV lights on ships. Yep. Potential world building that should have always been there. Because, yeah, um, just continue being made with, like, actual light that does give us the vitamin D that we would need if you're out <laughs> in space. So, good catch. And There's a, a lot of stuff that. that's, that, like, early in Star Trek that it is based on science that we've already debunked or that we've learned more about. Mm-hmm. So, like Michael's. Yeah, or the fact that there's no sound in space. They didn't know that when TOS came out. Huh. I didn't know that wasn't something that was not known since... Yeah, I didn't know that was a... I mean, specific people who studied space might have known, but I don't think yeah. it was like general knowledge at that point. Yeah, I mean, the cool people knew, but that was it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, and one other thing that I really liked. Uh, Uhura, as a cadet, shares a room. Oh, yeah. It's only really like... For sure, c- lieutenant commander and above, and maybe lieutenants could get their own room. But like, there's not enough room on a ship for everybody to have their own room. So, the three cadets that depresses nice. me. Like, oh, the, the, one of the reasons why I love uh, TNG so much is like, there's a problem. Uh, there's a thing I like in my starships, which is like, if you're going to be in starship for that long, please make it as comfortable as a luxury hotel. And TNG does have the advantage of being a civilian ship as well as moon. Yeah, the, the yeah. idea of, like, bunks and sharing is just, like, such Aww. discomfort for so long is, eh. <laughs> so, anyway. But cool that they actually... Yeah. I I have a note that says, haha, the storm creature is being stick figure But considering what we think that those creatures were from later on in the episode, that's actually right. But I just thought it was really funny at the time. I was like, there's a storm creature and it looks like a stick figure. Oh, um, a problem I had with the episode was mm-hmm. uh, the 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 virus spreads through light, right? Mm-hmm. And there's absolutely no consistency on that. Like, there are people exposed to light that weren't getting it, that sometimes did, but did get it later. So the idea that it spreads through light, wow, great idea. But the execution I saw didn't make real sense. And I had a more detailed note that I've lost, but yeah, um, am I wrong? Like, is was it like all kind of all over the place with how? Yeah, it was but spread? I kind of expect that. Okay. Uh, frankly, like uh, the way that we treat uh, virulent infections in TV shows tend to be like a hundred percent, and that's not really how they work anyway. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Like everybody goes to the same wedding, three people have COVID. Not everybody will leave with COVID. Oh, okay. I guess it's like uh, uh, when you add an element to the mystery, it usually unfolds previous things so that you start to feel that you can see the rules in play. But oh, gotcha, time, gotcha. I didn't feel that. It was just like like the, if you watched it again, you'd be like, actually, that doesn't work in this set, this place, this place, and this place. Yeah, yeah. Gotcha. Like. Great. It, once again, good idea. Uh, not a great execution, but keep guys, keep keep trying, guys. Keep going. You're doing good. Keep going. You get there. Mm-hmm. Jay, how do you feel about this episode? Um, I apologize. I my mind went elsewhere. <laughs> <laughs> That's okay. No, that happens sometimes. No, we're yeah. talking about All we're talking about yeah. uh, <laughs> the the episode where everybody's just really horny for light. Oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> and that we secretly discover that that not just Nuni and Singh, but also Una are uh, augments. Yeah. So, yeah. I mean, this episode was 
it reminded me, well, I think we talked about this on other episodes that we've recorded, how they kind of reuse ideas. Because mm-hmm. didn't TNG and TOS do a similar thing where everyone, like, lost their inhibitions? Or it was something like that. Like, this was different, but it was of the same vein. Oh, uh, so, yes, I know I, exactly what yeah. two episodes you were referring to. Yes. Yeah. Yes, and I immediately was like, come on, guys, like, let's be, can't you be a little more original? You know what I mean? Like that, that was just my initial like reaction. Cause this kind of stuff has been done, you know? So it's, it was a good episode. It's set up, you know, we learn about, uh, Uma, right. Is that her name? Una. Una. We learn about her, you know, and her name is number one. Number one. one, And her name is Una. Her name is one. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, so we, you know, like they, they set things up for us to, to learn and, you know, and I do think that it was kind of, Again, amazing of Pike to be like, "Hey, well, we're gonna we're gonna fight this together." You know what I mean? Because she was gonna quit and all this stuff, and and he was like, "No, like I got you, like your family." Yes, like, I got you. you know what I mean? You. Like mm-hmm. that that Absolutely. right there again just makes me love his character more and more. You know, so yeah. um, it was it was a good episode. Uh, it was again a little bit too easy because it's essentially been done before, um, but. You know, it, it it accomplished what it was supposed to accomplish. You know what I mean? Jay, I was not expecting you to be the one who was like, oh, I was kind of disappointed by this plot. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> well, but uh, it's because no, it's I respect been done. it. Yeah, yeah, I agree. Yeah, <laughs> I'm allowed to be, uh, you know, critical, uh, <laughs> yeah, critical as well. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what we're always being critical. All of I don't know. Yes, what you mean. I, know, I know. Michael, what do you think? Uh, it was was definitely my least favorite of the, the four episodes. Mm -hmm. I didn't really, when I was watching it, it didn't remind me of, um, what was it called? The Naked Now, um, on TNG. That was the the name of the episode. It didn't really really remind me of that, but it it was kind of inconsistent with the whole transmitting through light. And so, yeah, it was just, the, the writing seemed a little sloppy. So it just wasn't my favorite episode. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Huh. Episode three, nobody's favorite episode. Right. That's the tagline for the episode. <laughs> but still, um, we're doing it in the right direction. So. Oh, yeah, definitely. Absolutely. I, I was a little sad because I, I usually really like the, um, there's a mystery disease that spreads throughout the whole ship and uh, the doctors have to figure out what it is and solve mm-hmm. it before they, too, get infected. Um, there's plenty of, ep- there, there's more than just like the two, uh, the naked uh, episodes. God, I can't believe I forgot what the TOS one is named. Whatever. Um, it's also the naked something. Time? Maybe. Um, there, there's a couple of other ones. There's like um, one where everybody starts aging really fast in a TOS, for example. So I usually love those. Where like the doctor is just like figuring it out. But again, the doctor did not figure it out. It was magic blood in this one. So I got I got pretty disappointed at the end. Yeah. Not my favorite either. Um, um in Becca's like moment, a... sorry, go sorry, on. You first, Keith. Okay, uh, I was gonna say that uh, I, I I detected some COVID uh, allegories going on in this episode yeah. with yeah. the uh, people needing to seclude themselves, uh, which I was okay with. The only part I didn't like was uh, um, not telling everyone. Like, yeah, yeah, I didn't like. I even looked. I was like looking over. I was like. There's no reason not to tell everybody why you're doing this. Like, absolutely, if, yeah. Like, if if there if you feel there's an alien presence that you need to keep a secret from, everyone's going to notice anyway. So, 
don't be all secretive about it. Why, um, why would we keep secrets? You want to make sure the whole crew is safe. The whole crew is working together. Yeah, I don't like, yeah, when there, sometimes it happens in it, yeah, this Last Jedi type thing where they do the thing where they say you you just should listen to command and not question, which is a thing, but don't, not like this. Not like when you don't have to. There you go. Mm-hmm. Mm. Like, sure, if it's it's secret, but it, there's a there's a disease on the ship should not be secret. Uh, we don't want that. Yeah. Speaking of secrets, um, eh. typically because- after an episode resolves, you have mm-hmm. a resolution scene, mm-hmm. and um, I want those to be happy and peppy, like we solved it. Yay! Good job, boss. Um, this one had three resolution scenes, and all three of them were sad. Um, it was like Una and Noonien saying, being like, oh, we have trauma together. And then, and Benga being like, here's my beloved daughter, which she was very cute, but also I'm just like, all right, setting up more trauma for the future, I see. <laughs> um, so I literally wrote my notice in Benga. W- what is Mbenga hiding in the buffer? Trauma! <laughs> I will admit, same thing with number one as with Captain Pike. I love that she went in there and was like, I got you. We'll yeah. divert power from the warp core, blah, blah, blah. You'll have your own dedicated power. This won't happen again. You know what I mean? And like, yes. like, like, I got you. You know what I mean? But Una, could, could you tell Pike, please? Could, could you tell the <laughs> yeah. captain? Could, mm-hmm. Yes. Tell, please. tell the captain. <laughs> oh my God. Why is everybody holding secrets? Um, <gasps> I, I was actually uh, going to address exactly secrets uh, because, um, and like, I can't remember exactly. Number one was the one that did it, but I can't remember the scene anymore. But the note was like, um, anybody ever watched that TV show Sleepy Hollow? I did. Uh, yeah, I watched yeah. Mm-hmm. God, I, we, I, me and my buddies were just adoring it and in love with the first season, especially they, when there's like this one episode, like I think it may have been one of the first episodes, where uh, one of the characters looking into a mirror and like the devil himself appears and goes, in the future, your best friend, uh, the other partner, will betray you. Ah, ha, ha, I'm out. And then he disappears and the partner walks in and goes, uh, what just happened here? And the person, that person looks to the, their partner and goes, the devil disappeared for me and said, we're going to betray each other in the future. And the person goes, thanks for telling me. We were watch out for that. And like, we stood up and cheered. We were like, oh, you, you just said it. Cause usually that person goes, uh, nothing. And you, yeah. you, everybody slaps their forehead, but this, they just shared it right away. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. And yes. I want more of that in Star Trek. Perfect. Yep. And then like when the, the time came for Una to, Say exactly what she probably should do. She said nothing. I'm like, ah, you fell for it. I want you to understand that you're all part of a team, please. <sighs> yeah. Tell your team members how you feel. <laughs> yeah, you're Starfleet. You guys don't. I don't know. I, I, they probably did this in other episodes because it's a regular trope. But I freaking hate it. Mm-hmm. There's no time to tell you. Hold on. Like, there's plenty of time to tell you. Yeah. Just say it. Anyway, I have a note for this episode that pretty much tells me that that pretty much expresses my total feeling in this. Um, just the show, period. And that is, I want more smiling in this show. Hmm. <laughs> mm-hmm. uh, fully agreed. No, no, fully agreed. Um, but I, I found my when I said this to myself mm-hmm. uh, while watching it, like Keith, don't say it out loud. It's going to sound sexist. Don't ever say that out loud. But. <laughs> You should smile more. And like, <laughs> yeah. But you're exactly freaking right. Like, 
I, I, I know, I've noticed exactly this. Like, man, uh, you know, you are in, uh, you are in, a, you're, you're in a dangerous job. So I understand, but uh, but the amount like, of like TNG episodes that ended with like wh- whoever the character that had you know like the character who was kind of like the star for that episode. Um, and kind of whoever was helping them in that episode, meeting in 10 forward and having mm-hmm. drinks and just being like, yes, we are friends. We are together. They had that scene kind of with Una and Nuni and Singh, but they were still only talking about sad things and neither of them was, was happy. I'm like, revel in each other's presence and support, please. Please. True, true, true. But so, drama. Drama. Everything is Trauma and drama right now everything yep. absolutely everything everywhere i don't need it in my star trek please i, <laughs> I just still call i know the orville that you might want to show ah, cute um <laughs> i know i talk about tos way too much but whatever i'm gonna no, keep not doing enough. it not um kirk has the major trauma do you guys know about tarsus four no okay um in his past as a youngin, he was on a planet called Tarsus IV. And on Tarsus IV, there was an epidemic that was destroying all of their plants. So uh, it was an agricultural uh, colony. Um, and a guy took over as a governor and he enacted a rule where 50% of the people would be killed so that the other 50% would survive. Like a Thanos kind of thing. Um, and, uh, Jim Kirk was one of the survivors. He was a kid. He led the child's rebellion and, uh, kind of like got the information out to Starfleet. Um, this shows up in one episode, Conscience of the King, where he, the, the, the guy who did this on Tarsus 4 appears on their ship. I'm not going to give you details because you need to watch the episode for that. Um, and it's like this whole, morale of like what should he do he was one of the people who was personally affected by this um lieutenant riley who's on the ship was also personally affected by it they were both there and it's a really really traumatic event it shows up in one episode it doesn't inform kirk's whole character mm-hmm. it's it shows up once Sounds it's perfectly like- possible for people to have trauma in their past and also not it be their whole personality and i want more of that that sounds exactly like what they did with picard where um, his encounter with the Borg now is his entire uh, being. Yeah, I heard the that show. the Borg Queen is all of Picard season two, and that kind of drove me away from it as well. We already talked about why the Borg Queen kind of like changed the Borg, but um, mm. yeah, so they picked one one moment in his past. We already had an entire movie about it, but clearly wasn't resolved enough, so I guess that's the antagonist for season two? Is that what's going on there? Uh, you know what? Don't tell me. I don't want to know. Or less. Yeah, no, yeah, yeah. <laughs> an element of some. We shouldn't that. talk about it. <laughs> dot, dot, dot. Uh, it'll just make me mad, right? It's not canon. It's not canon. So don't worry about it. <laughs> what I thought Picard was supposed to take place in a parallel universe where we're not a utopia. So it's whatever. <laughs> this is CBS canon, not the real stuff. This didn't happen in real life. So don't worry about it. CBS owns it. They can say it's real. Wait, no, it's Paramount. Oh. Uh, uh, a note about Sam Kirk. Uh, he's the same actor from Galaxy Quest who was afraid of dying, and Sam Kirk is destined <laughs> uh-huh. to die. So it's kind of funny. It seemed like they're doing a meta joke on him. It was interesting that they put Kirk in because they, like we talked about, it was probably just for the name recognition, but he was then only in like one episode um, yeah. after that. 
like I said, I like that they made him a uh, science officer. It, it's fine. It's fine for him to be in Starfleet because, like, the only episode he pops in in TOS, um, <laughs> like you said, he's dead. <laughs> yep. But um, he's a civilian researcher. So, like, it's perfectly possible that he was, like, on Starfleet. But he's a lieutenant. Okay, this is going to pop up in my nitpicks. We, hey, wait, wait. We talk about how his brother wasn't in Starfleet? What? His brother wasn't in Starfleet? No, not oh. at that point. So it is, possible just... to leave, it is possible to leave service after a set amount of time. So it's possible that, because this is 10 years before that his service expired and he decided not to stay. Um, Wasn't right. there a Shatner with a, with a mustache? Because he wanted to raise family. No, you never actually see him. He's already dead. Oh. By the time oh. no, wait, 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 wait. Uh, I saw a screenshot of him laying dead and he had a mustache. Okay. Of Kurt? Of, oh, uh, oh Sam. Of Sam. Sam it's been a while since I've watched that episode. Um, most of what I remember in the episode is that the parasites that are infecting everyone look like frisbee uh, pizza-like slimes. So Rad. <laughs> 1960s tech, baby. Cool. All right. Anything else about this episode, y'all? It was all of our least favorite? Okay. Mm-hmm. Let's talk about Memento Mori. Oh, USA! Um, USA! You what? Okay. So... Gorn, I gotta say a couple of things. One, I loved the Gorn ships. I really oh, yeah. like the way that the little ones like spin while they move and attack. Gives oh, yeah. them like really cool like motion. Dig it. The way the Gorn ship looked, mm, dig it. Really happy that we actually never see the Gorn. I think this this episode did a great job of making them seem pretty terrifying without yeah. showing them. Again, in the original Star Wars. You only see Darth Vader for like 10 minutes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I dig this. The Gorn are really scary. Um, obviously, I'm not super pleased with an entire episode being dedicated to this girl has trauma. Let's talk about her trauma. Okay. Because she has trauma, she will solve all the things. But also, it was cute that Spock was like, mind melds do not solve trauma. But still did it. So that message is a little mixed as well. Um but it wasn't to solve it, the her trauma. It was to get right, right. It was just to get the information. So like that was okay. I did think it, I, I do think it's funny. This is the thing that happens in Star Trek all the time. So like I'm not really complaining about this, but um, a mind meld helps you access somebody's memories. That girl has photo perfect memory, my dude. Oh, <laughs> like uh, having kind of like want. a feeling of how it looks, but like she knew specifically the Morse code. <laughs> I just memorized that page. Are, are we saying? That, are you saying she has photographic memory because of what we saw in a flashback or because that's one of her talents? Um, no, because it's what we saw in the flashback because he ah, mind melded okay. with her and she remembered exactly what that page looked like. So she must have photographic memory. The way my, my brain uh, figures that out is that uh, it's more of like uh, exactly mapping yourself back to the neurons that were firing when the moment happened. So yeah. you're seeing mm. that moment, not like what she could actively access. Mm-hmm. So that's how I saw it. Yeah, there's definitely a conversation there about the way neurology works in, in traumatic moments, which is that most of the time you don't remember because like your brain is overwhelmed by the panic and is not actually recording memories properly. Mm-hmm. But uh, that's oh, kind of beyond Star Trek in general. With so. the mind meld, it would be hyper quantum exactness. Yeah, yeah. Like I said, that's in other Star Trek, like with a mind meld, you remember everything perfectly. So like, mm. not so much a complaint, just 
I think it's interesting to think about the way neurology works in trauma. But yeah, thanks to the trauma she went through, she had exactly the information mm-hmm. they needed. Uh, so yeah, that's they are definitely connecting too many dots and lines to make circles um, instead of allowing some writing to have them do a journey in the story to find out the answer at the end. That's what I like seeing. My question with the whole Morse code light thing, Mm -hmm. the Gorn have got to be, you know, um, advanced enough to understand that that little shuttle was not piloted by a Gorn. They'd never, they never boarded the enterprise. Like how, how did the shuttle's light projection basically within minutes help them decide to destroy their other ship? You know, yeah. like, there are some inconsistencies with that. It was just, it was too convenient. It that, was weird. Was an, that was an interesting, like they did a very Star Trek lesson there where Pike was like, we took the thing that you were most afraid of, that they are relentless, and we turned it into a way to win against them. Mm-hmm. So that I liked, but yeah. you're right. It was too easy. It was like, why would they believe what that shuttle was flashing and not like the ship itself, especially as yeah. they've never actually come into contact yet. Because there's no way that the the Enterprise would have known how to change its transponder or whatever to like show up as Gorn ship. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like there there's no way for it to look like a Gorn ship. It looks like a shuttle. It looks like Starfleet. It pings on sensors like Starfleet. So mm-hmm. why would they believe a Starfleet ship? Yeah, <laughs> I uh, I'm gonna give them a pass because I like the idea. But you are just just slam dunking right when. Yeah, uh, so you got uh, warp technology, and uh, you're communicating with um, flashlights? Yeah. Uh, okay, uh, yeah, you know. Yeah. You know, I, really I, we don't know you guys, so maybe They're high that's tech how you flashlights. do it. <laughs> that's how you do it, but, uh, you know, little, you know, well, give me the side eye a little bit, but, you know. Well, well, well they, they were in, like, the big cloud, and the big cloud <laughs> would uh, disrupt their regular communication, right. so they would have to use the light communication because they can get a perfect visual on each other wait <laughs> eyes shifting uh anyway also um, not all species use displays that actually show them what's in front of them since they are mm-hmm. in deep space and the way that the gorn ship looked i'm not sure if they would have had a direct point of mm-hmm. sight on them but if they communicate with light i mean it would make sense for them to build that in yeah, but you know, concept. I mean, that concept. Yeah. All right, mm-hmm. it's a good, you got a good concept. I'll, I'll yeah. step away. I'll step away. But at the at the end of the day, like I still really do love this new version of Star Trek. I just mm-hmm. wish there. And again, these are this is coming from us who have been have grown up and and loved and adored the writing on Star Trek because it was so deep and it was so <laughs> consistent. It was pretty corny sometimes, but yeah, yeah, correct. But it was. But there was still like a lot of. It just was philosophical done, queries. It was done better. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? The writing isn't the writing isn't as good as it used to be. Oh. I think it, they rely they rely on visual effects and action. Like not not necessarily as much so as like I said, the Kelvin timeline stuff. But yeah, yeah. It, it's still um you less know the introspective. Yeah, yeah. And less science. Less like you said, less utopia. Like it's and, it's more it, it's it's different now. The writing's different. Definitely. Um, like original OG Star Trek, almost said wars. Uh, <laughs> Star, like Star Trek uh, is known for uh, inspiring probably millions of people 
uh, into going into engineering or science mm-hmm. fields versus the latest output of Star Trek, I can't see anyone going, wow. I want to be an engineer now. Yeah. That's, it's more of like, it's just, but this, um, yeah. some stuff in here, like that's all right. We're getting closer. Like, um, I, I love the, okay. So, uh, I've had a little bit of trouble with, uh, how post Star Trek starship battles play out. Uh, so post, uh, TNG TV era, uh, once okay. we get into mm-hmm. movies and beyond that, I don't like seeing my, uh, enterprise flying around like it's a fighter ship. Uh, mm-hmm. and in here, there's a different way it's flying. There's like this weird four dimensional type, uh, hovering and, and moving and, and caring about the frame of reference of the other ship. <gasps> Holy yeah. shit. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I really love like, uh, when, when Ortega's flying, it's not like how it used to be. And it's not, um, I'm, they're not going full on starfighter, but there's like, yeah, they're doing weird, good, uh, momentum type stuff with uh, flying and it's fantastic and then the last thing with that is um, using they said that the, the other ship it has more mass and that mm-hmm. their photon torpedo will drop right toward it I don't know if that's if that's uh, if the math on that works or not but I love that they even tried saying that so mm-hmm. it sounds right <laughs> <laughs> it's believable yes that you even um, tried I I just had the realization that the accretion disc, which beautiful, I'm so in love with the way we that that we now display uh, black holes. Mm-hmm. But um, the the accretion disc um, empty what's in our hull and blow it up, and then that'll push us out of the gravity well. Was literally the ending of Into Darkness or whatever mm-hmm. one of the Kelvin films. So I'm like, yeah, all right, we we literally did this with Enterprise before, but okay, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I forget the which one did that. Do you guys? Uh, I think it was, the, it was first, the first one with Nero. It was the yeah, first yeah. one with Nero. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because yeah. yeah. yeah, they had yeah, because he's like, court, I, I'll pull you. Yeah, because they were like, we'll pull you out, and he was like, nah, I'd rather die. And they were like, okay. Yeah, <laughs> and then they turn around and try to go in, and they're getting sucked in. So they eject the warp core. It blows up, and they ride the wave yep. out. Yep. yep, you're right, you're right, you're right. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, which is what they did here, except that in addition, the fact that whatever they released blew up convinced the Gorn that they were dead. Yeah, mm-hmm. with because of, like, um, the last light image that they're seeing off of a black hole. Um, <laughs> oh, my God. Like, <laughs> Calm down. Guys, you're being too forward. Strange in the world, yeah. okay? You, 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 you sit back down. Like, you, I don't know you that well. Getting all... <laughs> Hot and bothered with me I'm talking about creation discs. Ugh. I think, yeah, when they said <laughs> that, like, my smile was just like just breaking my face. Ah, uh, yes, you did say you really enjoyed the science in this one. Uh, yeah. Yes, blasting. Like they're the they're like, was it good for you, Keith? Is it <laughs> was like, yeah, like because I, I I love astronomy and astronomy channels, and like you you really need to be start what you need to like you'd need to be watching these astronomy channels to come up with like what they said and showed on the screen of like because there's like lots of binary systems of black holes and stars and and feeding off each other and stuff and just like that's not common knowledge you they they did it they're they're like brown dwarf and i'm like oh oh thank you thank you thank you so yeah it is uh, curiously exactly what i asked for in previous podcasts so i'm not saying (laughs) they're they're listening to you keith I'm not saying they are they're not listening to me but they're listening to me (laughs) (laughs) they're not but they they are 
we're getting some um utopia-ish. Um speaking of which, no, not speaking of which. Um but uh I really like the docking corridor. Yeah, like, that was the warp thing, the warp or the transporter corridor. The, yeah, yeah, it was Okay, smart techno babble where they were like, we can't transport them aboard because it's shielded specifically because of what they carry. Mm-hmm. So they had to get the transport tube out and then they can bring the shields up because the transport tube out, like, that's really smart of the Gorn to understand how our technology works. Proving once again that the Gorn are intelligent predators, mm-hmm. okay? Um, I was concerned that they would be written in kind of like, uh, just in general, not like specifically the new Star Trek um because mm-hmm. in tos they kind of like never communicate but it makes it clear that they're like just as smart as humans they just hate humans mm-hmm. so I, I i like this like they're threatening because they're not only just like super predatory but also they have our they have our level or better of technology and they understand our tactics yeah so we I, better understand theirs like they're I scary i, I like yeah, that, that they're scary. That i can just hate um mm-hmm. Just mm-hmm. fuck them. And, oh, yeah, they, they feed humans to their, their Gornlings? Yeah. That's yep. bad. So Ooh. I know Gorn were first, but Herogen, anyone? <laughs> yeah, they are doing yeah. them a little Herogen. Um, but, you know, every Star Trek series needs its villain. They definitely can't Agreed. do the Borg. <laughs> no. <laughs> Borg. Um, yeah. So isn't what Gorn. they... Um, so what's the resolution of the Gorn? Did it? Get, did it get resolved at all? The uh, the Gorn that pops up in TOS. Yeah. Um, they and Enterprise are like somewhat in the same space, and the space is also occupied by one of those like we've evolved past even needing physical bodies, like basically gods creatures. Cool, cool. Um, and they recognize that the Gorn and Enterprise will wipe each other out if they fight, so they make the ships. Power down, and then they teleport both Kirk and the Gorn captain onto the surface. I know the clip. So this is stuff. yes, this is one of those many episodes that are filmed at the same set of rocks, which I have visited. Thank you. Um, yeah. it's uh, where we see the Kirk chop on the it on the sure lizard, is. Lizard, lizard face. Yep. So um, Kirk and the Gorn captain are fighting um, to see like who will win, um, and they're fighting for like their entire ships. So whoever's ship loses will get blown up. And then Kirk ends up using the natural minerals that exist in the area to like kind of create a cannon that he hits the Gorn with. So um, I think if I recall it, it ties. I don't think he actually wins, but either Kirk wins or he and the Gorn tie. The um, magic god creatures teleport them both onto their ships and then separate separate them so that they never actually get to fight. So the resolution is the Gorn are just as powerful as we are. Um, and that's it. Yeah. Do we hear from Gorn ever again after that? Not in TOS. Okay. I don't know. Well, he, he makes uh, some prank calls, but that's about it. <laughs> I don't know if I missed anything else. So I think yeah. Gorn are a really smart villain. Mm-hmm. I, I just remember going somewhere with this. Like, yeah. if they're interested in those villains, are, are we setting this up to a eventual final showdown, which sounds like never actually happened? I don't recall um, them being in like TNG or Voyager that I remember yeah, at least. They, they weren't. So. Honestly, they they looked pretty dorky in TOS, and yeah, yeah. Um, I feel like we definitely have the technology to make a cooler lizard person now than we did in the nineties. So, oh, absolutely, it makes sense I, for them to pop back up. I hope yeah. they do show them eventually. Agreed. Yeah, 
But I like this kind of like Darth Vader thing where they're just like glimpses of evil. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Although, I mean, evil is perspective, but we're not <laughs> getting into that. <laughs> Anywho, Michael, how did you feel about this episode? Uh, I really liked it. Um, I didn't mind so much. I mean, I know, kind of contradicting myself, I didn't really mind the whole trauma solution to it. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I love the ships. I think they I thought they were pretty impressive. I liked the, um, like Keith, Keith was saying, like the torpedo that they kind of just dropped out and the mass of the ship would probably bring it to it. And like, that sounds right. So I like the, the object of greatest mass yeah, has yeah. the most um, gravity. Yeah, yeah, that's correct. I mean, <laughs> um, so I'd probably say I'd give this probably like an A plus. That was pretty good. Ooh, A plus. They did okay. a lot of credit for this one. They, Michael, they, they checked a lot of fucking boxes. They did. Michael, <laughs> favorite part of this episode. Mm-hmm. Let's see. I, I think it was just uh, the Gorn ships. I thought they were pretty cool. Oh my god, so cool! Yeah. I I have to give uh, an A plus to all of the again all of the visuals in these yeah. shows. Like the costumes are cool, the ships are cool, the the space effects are cool. Love the black hole. Love the 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 clouds of dust. Just ah, the visuals are good. Um, how about the engineering section, which, uh, to me is very Mass Effect. Like, that looks like the, mm. I think I remember the engineering section of Mass Effect being like a place where you go and in the background is like the engine. Isn't that the same? Yes. Design? That is Mass Effect, but Star Trek TOS uses that too. So. Okay. Kind of. Yeah, where the work is in the middle. Yeah. It doesn't TNG do that too? They do, yeah. Someone yeah. Uh, and definitely yeah, Voyager. Kill. Voyager does that yeah. too. Not TNG. And, TNG has and, the warp core pillar in the middle. Of- yeah, but yeah. in TNG, there's that episode where the people kill themselves in the like like a uh, lightning of the the engine of the, of the it's oh, in the background. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah. Uh, it's mm-hmm. it's like a deep okay. area where there's some like lightning thing that people were. I forget the specifics. It wasn't in engineering, but it was like. A part of the engine, I think. Well, typically, uh, the warp core has its own kind of. <laughs> reasonably, you would think it has its own kind of section, just because it's so dangerous if it goes. Yeah. Correct. You, you don't want some kids on a pen, penny on there or something. You do not. <laughs> <laughs> and that's how the ship blew up. Our boom. Oh. Um. <laughs> another thing I loved was uh, the tailspin escape the Enterprise did. Uh, did you guys watch Tailspin as kids? Yeah. Um, so like, yeah, there's like this part of tailspin that happened a lot and would always get kid Keith to jump up and cheer, which is, uh, the, the ship disappears into the clouds and you're like, Oh, did it make it? Then flash of lightning and then <laughs> it shoots out of the clouds. Uh, yeah. the enterprise did that as it escaped the black hole. And I was like, Oh my God, they did the tailspin escape. Cause tailspin. like in the region test, there's like a, like a flash and then <laughs> the enterprise flies out. So. <laughs> I mean, oh. that's that's just a thing at this point. Like, yeah. Tilson started it, but that's just a thing. <laughs> I did that going thing. to the grocery store this morning, so it's not a big deal. <laughs> <laughs> it's a thing I love seeing done. So, like, I, I'm, I'm enjoying that, like, for, like, the longest time, um, throughout a lot of the Star Trek I've not liked, I've been seeing great backgrounds, great set designs, great um, animation effects and designs, but the stories never click together to make it good all together. This time... You get the story and the special effect action that works together into a good story. 
So I, I'm missing out on my fun of going, haha, you guys suck. But so what's your ranking for this one? A, A plus? Uh, you, they, I'm a, I'm be, uh, I'm gonna give them a solid B. Uh, Ooh, nice. Same, same, going. solid B. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's like an A. That's, that's like an A plus for everybody else, right? Yep. Oh, yeah, I was really <laughs> saying that's that's like <laughs> A slash A plus for me, which is about yeah. what I what I would vote. <laughs> uh huh. Um. I, I'm going to give it a B purely because of how much of it was trauma informed. Um, mm. Even, even the moment where like they, they have to shut a corridor and like they show us that one dude's trying to help the other and then he won't make it in time. So he abandons him. And then he, he now has trauma from that. Like I, first of all, I, I don't know if we really needed to see that at all. Y- mm-hmm. Y'all just did it purely so we could like cry, but maybe they're setting up, for him to have trauma later, which I'm not super happy mm. about. But know. um there's a scene in Stargate Atlantis where something similar happens where um the the um shield around Atlantis is taking too much power so it has to shrink to the main spire. And mm. then there's a, a group of three people who are running trying to get to the door before it closes. Um and all three of them die. Also super tragic. I would have rathered that that guy tries to help his friend and they both died than one of them started and then abandoned him and then lived. Like, that just doesn't feel right to me. Um, I I would say that I get what you're saying. I think that's that's going to be more of like a personal taste than like a a Yeah, of course, of course. Yeah, because like I was going to say, like, um, I I will agree with what they did uh, because it seems like yeah, we were, you know, too much, too much trauma. We are doing too much trauma, but I mean, like, I think you know, if we're doing dangerous space adventure, uh, having to know that you know you might have to turn around and watch your friend die, like that's yeah. a that's a scene that I I do think, you know, it's not bad that they included because mm-hmm. we want to know and feel that this that is a loss. dangerous mission. So mm-hmm. um, that reminds me of a different part in that episode. I I had to laugh a little bit when um they were like. Checking on on uh, Uhura and um, Henner, is it Henner? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, I I keep worrying that I'm gonna say Hanar instead. Okay. Uh, Henner and Uhura, Pike checks on them, and then there's silence for a while, and they're like, "Oh no, what if they're dead?" And then she's like, "We're here, Cap." <laughs> um, yeah, do you guys not have internal sensors? Can you not just read to see if there's two life forms in the area or not? Well, in TOS, they didn't have those synthes. Hmm. I don't know drama. that. I'm just saying that. Oh, and this is this is the episode where Pike is like, take the Galileo, and I was like, <laughs> the Galileo. Um, oh, and I like that her ship was named the SS Puget Sound for no other reason than I'm from like Seattle area. That was a really weird name for anything to me. Um, yes, yeah, so Puget Sound. <laughs> yeah, like why would you call? I don't even. I don't know what a Puget Sound is. So um, like a. It's, it's like a the, lake. The name or of the, a sound is like kind of like a really big bay. Oh, shit. Starship. And, and if if you look at Washington State, you know how it's that weird ass shape where there's just like a whole empty area. That's mm-hmm. Puget Sound. Oh snap! Oh, yeah, it's um, a place. Yeah, yeah, it's a place. Uh, also, I laughed when Spock was like, "Your subconscious is setting a boundary." I was like, "That was a weird way to word that," but all right. <laughs> um, the Michael dying thing gets brought up, but I'm actually mm-hmm. kind of okay with that them bonding over losing a sibling is fine. Yeah. Unless it turns into their whole relationship. It it just reminds me of how silly that scene was where Michael's going into this portal and like 
everything in the story has indicated she does not need to go. Like everything, absolutely everything. And then like, but like, because they, they're, they're committed to this grand, beautiful, dramatic moment, uh, she has to go into the portal and you're like, what? No, wait, what guys stop the engines. What are you guys doing? And then they just do it anyway. That's what that reminded me of the silliness of that scene. Mm-hmm. But yeah, I was surprised. I was like, wait, why are they saying Michael right now? Oh yeah. They're <laughs> siblings. I forgot. Mm-hmm. When we started this show, I was concerned about Henner being like really uh in one of the episodes it was like uh the one with the light. I was like, is he straight antagonistic? I, I don't know how I feel about this. But um in this episode he says the line Pacifism is not passivity. Mm. And that totally changed his character for me. I'm very interested to see from there where it's heading. Because absolutely true. A lot of people are like Pacifist is just not taking up arms, but it's recognized, it's being capable of taking up arms and then being like, no, I will work on a different way, even if it's more difficult. All right. Because um, I have had a long time wanting to discuss how pacifism is not good, but it's from the definition that I thought that everybody meant, which is just do nothing. Everybody just do nothing. Yeah. So, absolutely. Uh, this is one of the things, like a question. That I really like seeing in my Star Trek. What is the use of pacifism? When is it healthy and when is it damaging? Because mm-hmm. there are in some cases where fighting, not fighting back is dangerous. For yep. example, punching Nazis. You know, everybody's favorite. Um, mm-hmm. So I, I'm really interesting to, interested to see if they make that a theme of his character. And if they do, I hope they put a lot of thought into it. That's one of the questions in, in what I've seen so far that I'm actually really excited about. I was going to say not in 10 episodes, but maybe actually like, yeah, this <laughs> writing team, they are actually, uh, they, 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 they keep proving me wrong and they're doing a good job. And I'll, I'll be watching though. If you slip up strange new world, I'm coming after you. <laughs> there's this, there, there's a little part of me that's like, is the reason we haven't seen any chapel trauma because we already know what chapel's trauma is, but it's in the future. <laughs> <laughs> I, I will get, I'll bet any money that we will see. Uh, a chapel, the the chapel trauma scene where things slid out. Well, when I was six years old, I had to eat my own aunt, and you know, it made me want to be a doctor. Like, oh, whoa, oh my god, okay. Um, I don't know. Oh, dark. We're, we're getting there. We will be getting the slowdown chapel trauma scene this season. I bet it. It's like a, there's just a lot of danger to you. Like, oh, not all the episodes have to be super dangerous. Like, you can you can do some plots where there's like shenanigans happening but i think that no. i will i will find out i hope they do but like i i fear that we won't get the a couple shenanigan episodes because it's 10 episodes but yeah um a thing that did come to my mind which was uh how much we didn't like one of the episodes i love that we can do that now like where you have yeah. a season of stuff and some are good some are not that's yeah. just the old school way of how we once enjoyed these things versus yeah. like either the entire story you love it or it's crap yeah, yeah. absolutely um any more thoughts about this episode um ortega getting uh, a little better like like i said like i wanted to <laughs> nice see flying her. ortega yes um She's, and her being nervous about it a little bit too. Yep. And is she toned down the smirk? Turn tone it down. Uh she's still good at it. Yeah. I, it, I, I don't know how she's she's the actress. She can figure it out. I, I don't know how she'll <laughs> bounce it out, but 
yeah, I, I wanted her to figure out her character because uh, something about her that I, I do want to like a lot and uh, need some figuring. And I, yeah, it's because yeah. like it, it seems like in Star Trek, I should like the pilot the most, but I never really fall in love. And like, ah, oh, you're a helmsman person, huh? I feel like I should, <laughs> yeah, yeah. But in Star Trek, I don't feel like I ever, I've never really experienced a good helmsman that I loved in Star Trek so far. And I feel like they aren't important enough in Star Trek. Really? Sulu? Yeah. Oh, God. <laughs> I, love, I love Sulu. I love both of them. But, uh, but, but as, a, as, like a, as the pilot of the ship, I want yeah, I feel I something, something else. Yeah, kind of like uh, most of the time with Tom Paris, I'm just like, come here, I'm going to slap you on the back of the head. Come here. <laughs> yeah, like Tom Paris. Especially I, the first I feel season. like you're trying to do what I want, but you're not there yet, buddy. Like The pilot should be more awesome. So. Um, I I am a little disappointed that like Ortega really hasn't gotten any time to like be a character. She's mm-hmm. just like in shots and doing helm, but like kind of we don't see anything else. We haven't seen anything else so far. I'm sure we'll have an episode focusing on Ortega at some point. But I isn't hope. it isn't that thing though? Like where the pilot doesn't seem like they get the props or mm. like I I mean like who was the official pilot of was Data the officially pilot of the Enterprise? The helmsman, like, yeah, they, they still. Uh, I don't think TNG really dealt with the helmsman much. Yeah, yeah, that was that was yeah. Because yeah, because he is the navigator. He's not like when he is sitting in the. Um, we're gonna do a next section next, but I actually really have to go to the bathrooms. Can we take a five minute break? Yes, uh, I actually need to. I need to yeah, both of Beetle and I need to take off. Oh, okay. Um, yeah, we were, we were chatting in the live discussion. weren't sure if you guys were seeing that. <laughs> I was not. Um, can I do nitpicks real fast? Yeah, yeah, that's fine. Okay, I just got to go take care of the kiddo. Sorry. <laughs> so, um, in nitpick corner, uh, I'm going to do a bunch of nitpicking, and then if you guys have any nitpicking to add, feel free. But let me go real fast, as fast as I can. Okay, first thing, um, logs. Executive officers need to do logs because they're official information. The commander can do a log. The uh, captain can have a captain's log. A cadet does not have a cadet log. They have Cadet Uhura's personal log, but they don't have an official log. Again, I know this is a nitpick, but there's no reason for anybody but an executive officer to have an official log. You're bringing it to my attention that these logs have been an official thing this entire time. Captain's log. Yeah. What do you mean? Well, I, 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 was always, I thought this is always everybody's personal logs, but oh uh, no, that's captain. why sometimes you'll have captain's log or captain's log continued, and then the oh my god, personal yeah. log sometimes. You um, so there are two different logs. World building. Yeah, two different <laughs> logs: uh, official log and personal log. The cadet, by all means, should have a personal log. If they want to do logs at the beginning of every episode, they absolutely can, but it has to be cadet Uhura's personal log, not cadet's log. Nice. Implying also that there was only one cadet, which is absolutely ridiculous. And that makes it even more important when, like, one of the characters goes, uh, delete log. Like, oh. Exactly. Like, this is official that, oh, all right, cool. Yeah, right, you're right. hiding information from Starfleet when you delete your your captain's I log. S- I always thought it was, like, a, just a personal, li- personal uh, diary. It is not. Cool. Now you know. Mm-hmm. Um. Next, um, the fact that Uhuru is a cadet, but she has not decided whether or not to stay in Starfleet. That absolutely does not work. Starfleet works the following way, like the Navy. There are two groups. 
there's the officers and there's the enlisted. If you're enlisted, mm-hmm. you can enlist for like one year or two years or whatever. And then when you're done, you're done. You can leave. Cadet is um, when you've joined the school that allows you to be an officer, Starfleet Academy. So if you're a cadet, you've already entered Starfleet Academy. It's too late. You're in service for 20 years. You do Starfleet Academy and then you're an officer. You can't yeah. decide after you're a cadet whether or not you want to be enterprise, want to be in Starfleet. So that really fucking bothered me. Wow. However, the fact that they're doing cadet rotations, I actually like. That's smart. You like figure out what the cadet is most astute at. However, mm-hmm. if you were going to do cadet rotations, they would be on ships that stay near Starfleet. So if you need to pull your cadet out, like after two weeks or whatever, you can't. You're not sending them on a five-year deep All space right. mission. No problem. Yeah, go, go. You're not spe- sending them on a five-year deep space mission when they're still a cadet, especially as they're supposed to graduate in four years. So that was absurd. Um, again, I talked about this already, but the fact that Mbenga is CMO when he's later going to be demoted for Bones, the fact that Chapel's already on the ship when she she joins later on. Does um, um maybe it make uh does him having I thought it was going to be his wife that he had the in the the buffer, but um. Does maybe him hiding that secret with that? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sure, yeah. sure. Maybe I just it feels like they're pushing as many names as they could pull from the original series as possible. Gotcha. Um, and all of the main characters except for uh, like the helmsman that they had already introduced in the discovery episode that the show the thing shows up in, and I don't know if the engineer did. Everybody else is all like name characters or uh, Noonien Singh d- descended for some reason. Take <laughs> um, appeared in Discovery. The fa- who I, I assumed, not that not that I'm aware of, or whatever episode Enterprise shows up in. Was that in Picard? I don't know. Oh uh, yeah, I just I, I guess I wasn't paying attention to the. To yeah, anyway. I just forgot the first time Picard show, Pike shows up. Um, and that all of the backstories are like trauma plot fodder. That kind of bothers me. Yeah, they they love they love that too much. Yeah, those are my real big nitpicks. Um, you've heard the other ones throughout. Uh, I believe you had a nitpick, Keith. Okay, um, I've been, sorry. The problem I've been nitpicking all the way through, so I think I, uh, I think cool. I may in time. All right, now that oh, nitpicks are out of the oh, way, one nitpick, one nitpick. Okay, uh, the ion storm thing. Uh, you guys have a spaceship. You guys can read the weather, and you couldn't yeah. time when uh, to beam people out. Like you <laughs> yeah, know, that is we have this much time before the storm hits, but they're like, yeah, they still got surprised. Nitpick. Mm. At them. Although ion storms are used so much in Star Trek, I yeah. I am glad that they're they're doing A and B plots, and it is a very traditional way to do an A and B plot to have the away team get stuck on the planet with no way of leaving. <laughs> mm. So I like that. Um, nitpicks, Jay or Michael? Mm, the only one that jumps to mind was one that Keith mentioned about the ion storm and timing the beam out. I'm like, come on, it's yeah. They could they could have predicted that a little better, I think. Yeah, they, they know about or that. Or just or at least brought down some pattern enhancers. Am I right? No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, have, no, you're right. You're right. Yeah. Yeah. Do those exist yet? I know. No, I don't think so. Yeah. so I, I, I'm sure Hennar will will discover them. Yeah. <laughs> right. Um, Jay, any nitpicks? I think I mentioned mine like earlier on, just kind of like as we were going. So I don't have any separate nitpicks. Nice, me. awesome. Now that nitpicks are out of the way, that means our favorite bit of what's going on so far. I will go first. I'm really enjoying finally having time where the characters are spending more time with each other. Like yeah. just the the silly, I really miss just the silly moments. Like um, when, when Spock was like, the ship will get destroyed. Possibly if we go deeper and Pike's like, ah, Spock says go deeper. And Spock's like, that's, 
not what I said. (laughs) That was good. Uh, Yeah, just all the moments between the characters that are like fun, them hanging out, you know? I'm I'm so glad we're finally getting more of that. Mm. Buck working on his pep talks. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. uh, Buck. (laughs) Jay? Favorite bit about what's going on in these last four episodes? I think the probably the connection between the captain and the crew and just how like involved he is. You know Aww. what I mean? Stop so like, Yeah, yeah, I'm that guy. <laughs> uh, love it. Michael. Uh I just think it's I get the warm feels that, you know, we got our Star Trek back. So Yay, fuzzy. I'm ex- I'm excited to see every every episode now and yeah. it's it's a good story. And after in the episode I'll, I'll tell my girlfriend like that was really good. So yeah, it just it keeps getting better. I as agree. far as this show goes. Yeah. Love it. I he, love that we don't have to oh sorry. Oh, I love no. that we don't have to wait ten episodes to find stuff out. Like <laughs> oh my week. god. Uh, yeah, resolution. Right? yeah. Yeah. Give me it's, a puzzle at the beginning, cool. resolve it at the end, and then yeah. give me a cute scene where the people who resolved it are hanging out and being friends. Exactly. That's all solving a space problem. Keith, what what's the best thing that this show is doing right now? Um let's see. The 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 as as the combination of uh, they're really using science. Um, the stuff uh, they're going deep on it, and like they're paying attention. And please, uh, Strange New Worlds, never do galactic scale threat, please. Oh, God. Respect. No respect need. Ga- galaxy size means, and we're gonna be cool. Um, and there's like a, one small thing that I didn't say. There's like this um a wipe uh a wipe edit where like a line goes through like the picture you're seeing and like another scene uh, starts a, a web transition. Yeah. There. Yeah. They did it in like the way that's specific to s- how speed racer did it. Which <laughs> is really beautiful and creative. You would notice that mm-hmm. just one shot. They did it where like, yeah, like, like they, there's like the, how like a, a desk moved in and how another scene moved in. I was like, Oh, nice, nice edit there. Nice. So there's that. And um, that I love that now a full story per episode means that, like, if it sucks, that doesn't mean it's going to suck for the entire season. Exactly. We get a new chance every episode to have some fun, and I'm actually in—I am actually having a version of enjoying not liking a lot of the characters because uh, right now it's a get used. To, we're all getting used to each other. I'm getting used to that cast. The cast is trying to get used to characters. Everybody's getting used to the world, so. I'm seeing them build. They're not like they didn't step up to like their first several episodes and be like, we are the best and you should like us. I, I can <laughs> see that they're figuring it out and I, I'm enjoying the watching the process happening. So it's been a while since I had this fun Star Trek and, and damn them for taking away my hate watching. <laughs> flip up. I no, no, down. they still have Picard and, and Discovery for that. Yes, they do. Yeah. Yes, they do. And yeah. another card season. Like, yeah. right. One, one um, more season. One more season, and, and that's it. Uh, yeah, yeah. Look it up. Yeah. We'll see. Yeah. All right. Well, uh, friends that are listening, it looks like for once, all four of us are in agreement. That doesn't happen very often. That, like, if, I don't know if that's ever happened. If you no. miss Star Trek, the um, TNG, TOS, uh, Voyager, Deep Space mm-hmm. Nine, just the companionship and uh, the the moral questions and uh, the the and the problem yeah. solving and the teamwork. Uh, personally, I could use a little less trauma, but if you miss Star <laughs> Trek and you're looking for the old feels, this is the one to watch. The Orville uh, is waiting for you. 
the Orville is waiting for you, but also um, Strange yeah, New World, world. is Obviously. is worth a try. Um, figure out for yourself if you like it or not, but it's definitely worth trying out. Um, none of the episodes have made me dread watching the next one. <laughs> so, and I just want to say, uh, Sabrina, it's great having you back. Thank Absolutely, hundred yeah. percent. And put that quote on the poster. It doesn't make me dread watching the next episode. That's, <laughs> that's, that's yeah, the writers. You can you use that on your marketing. Doesn't if you guys want to trick these three into doing a TOS watch along with me, just send in all of the mm. messages to Michael. You need to do TOS, okay? Yes. <laughs> all right. Yeah, it's, uh, send them to four, uh, Twitter at four hosts. There you go. Perfect. All right. <laughs> I was very happy to do this with three of you again. Oh, yes. Yay. Good seeing you, Breen. It's and, my uh, ship after all. <laughs> <laughs> it is. We're just... We're just uh... Exactly. So yeah. watch this show. Um, thank you so much for joining us. And Keith, if you could do our call out, please. Thanks everybody for listening. And remember, keep looking up. Woohoo! Yeah. Have a good one, everybody. <laughs> Thanks, Yay. everyone. Bye. We out.